We're curating an interconnected collection of craps and classics spanning the history of cinema. Each week's film is connected to the last by a single cast member, and so it continues forever, or until we can't be asked anymore. This week's film is... Twilight Breaking Dawn, part two. How's it going, George? I'm good, thanks, Dan. How you doing, mate? You all right? Yes, mate. It's very good to be back. We've had uh, a, quite a long break, haven't we? have um like different reasons like i say sort of life gets in the way sometimes so um obviously we podcast when we can and you know some months easy peasy we got you know loads of time we can do one a week etc and then other times like you know lots comes up like obviously you've been busy with the festival i was away from a stag do etc etc so busy old month we're back and we down. We're back, yeah. So work and stag do's got in the way, uh, but we're returning. And well, obviously your wedding's on the horizon, isn't it? So we might have a little break after that as well. Yeah, and also um, mentioning that, it's funny, isn't it, how like the, the episode before I get married is like a, a real wedding sort of episode for our podcast. Like, you know, the, the film we're talking about is, is really centred around a wedding. And then I think we've got some wedding related um, film uh, sort of trivia and stuff after, haven't we? So, um, yeah, it's very wedding Yeah, we're going to chat about uh, this. This week's film obviously has a prominent wedding. You're getting married. So we thought we'd chat about some uh, w- favourite wedding moments or weddings in, in films. So, uh, yeah. I've got a few. Uh, have you lined some up then? Yeah, um, I've lined a few up. So um, yeah, I look forward to talking about them. I'll tell you what, it wasn't easy because weddings aren't something that spring to mind like uh, in films that I like. Do you know what I mean? It's not something I, I immediately thought, oh, you know, that's a wedding I like in a film. Well, that's a wedding I like in a film. But yeah. when I got thinking, a, f- a few did sort of like come to me. So yeah, I look forward to talking about that, mate. So that'll be good. But mate, really happy to be back like with you chatting about movies because um, yeah, it's uh, one of my favourite things for sure. Same here. Let's get straight into it then, mate. Uh, seen anything decent in the last month? Well, yeah, um, there's two things I thought I, I thought I would uh, sort of talk to you about. Um, one of them I know you've definitely seen. Uh, the other one you might have seen, you might not. Um, first, I'll start. Basically, one of them is horrendously bad, and one of them is was an absolute treat. So I'll start with the really really bad one. So um, I watched this uh, night before last, and um, it was so much worse than I thought it was going to be. And the film in, in question is, um, is is Rambo Last Blood. Oh, God. I, I saw uh, your oh. Instagram post about this. It, like, it was bad. I mean, uh, to be honest, right, I went in thinking, um, it's only an hour and a half long, and I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like the kills. I thought, I know this is bad. I mean, you mentioned to me it's bad, but I thought, I'm going to like the kills. Like, I'm just going to watch it for the kills. That'll be fine. There'll be some entertaining kills. There always is. There always is. There wasn't. And it was the most unnecessary movie I think I've ever seen in my life. It was horrible. Like, it was actually horrible. Um, like, the thing with the Rambo films is that, you know, I, I do really like them. And the first one is a genuinely, like, good film, quite serious, really. And the other ones um, are a hell of a lot of fun. This, it was neither. It was, I just thought, he, like, I don't know why he thought about doing this was a good idea. It was a horrible end to the Rambo story. Like, horrible story about his 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 niece going off you know really brutal about getting kidnapped you know and, and becoming you know getting pumped with heroin um like i say none of the kills were enjoyable they were just like brutal and i, I don't know i just hated it hated every minute of it, it was awful. <laughs> I, I didn't hate it quite as much as you did i did enjoy some of the kills but i, I do feel like it was a big waste of time yeah i really do i i just like i said i went in thinking at least 
there will be a little bit of fun of how some of the people were dying. And I just didn't enjoy it, it, that either. I thought it was a complete waste of time. And I thought it was one of the worst films I've seen in a while. So um, that will really stick in my mind, that film being noticeably bad. But to spin it around to something good. Now, I did watch something. It was about a month or two ago now. But actually, it wasn't that long ago. It was about a month because we haven't done a podcast in about a month. So about a month ago, I remember when I watched it, right? First thing I did is I text you. I said, Dan, I watched this film which is amazing. So good. Like, I literally loved it. Um, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I reckon you might have texted me if you had have seen it. That's how good I think this film is. So the film is Possessor, mate. It is so damn good. Like, so it's on Shudder. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Shudder's like a Netflix for, like, horror films. Um, you introduced me to Shudder, you know, a year or so ago. And there's actually a free trial on offer for everyone, you know? So all you need is an email address. So easy peasy. You can sign up for a week and you can watch a load of cool horror films. So that's the first thing. Second thing, so it's on Shudder, this film. Um, it's like a, a small independent film. Um, you know, it's got some sort of, it's, it hasn't got any big stars in. You know, it's got a few people you recognise. It's got like Sean Bean, uh, you know, in a small part. It's got Tuppence Middleton as well as one of the characters. But overall, quite a, a quite an unknown group of actors. And, um, oh, this film is so good. Basically, it's a sci-fi movie. And it's about... Um, assassinations in the near future. And I don't really want to sort of spoil it too much for people listening, but it is so well done. Like, the the, the kills are amazing. It's gory as fuck. It's, like, well gritty. It's well spooky. Like, it's just, it just literally ticks every box. And by the end, I was just, like, jaw on the floor, like, whoa. That was a gut punch in the, in the gut. Um, mate, it's so good. So I'd say to you, to anyone, check it out. I don't think anyone, any sci-fi horror fan will love it. I see it's uh, directed by Brandon Cronenberg. Is that uh, Cronenberg's son? Yeah. So um, I know his dad uh, is like meant to be like the godfather of body horror and oh, things. He's, in, some, he's incredible. Um, uh, is it Videodrome or something yeah, he's done? Yeah, he's done that. He's, he's an absolute legend. And uh, yeah, and I, I heard that um, he's taken up his, his father's mantle of um, body horror. Um, I, I, when you were just explaining it, mate, um, I, I realised that I actually watched like the first 15 minutes of this after you recommended it. Um, but I was in full festival mode at the time. And obviously, I, for those that don't know, I help organise a festival as, as my job. And um, it was a very long weekend. And I watched it after that and fell asleep after 15 minutes and never returned to it. So I will do, though, because it intrigued me in that first 15 minutes. Oh, I'm glad to hear. Like, I, honestly, by the end, I was just so like, like, I don't know the word, it's not emotional, but like, it really is like a real punch in the stomach. You know what I mean? Like, it really, like, it just goes down a route where I was like, whoa, this is shocking yeah. in a good way. And um, yeah, I just, I just, I love it that, that every now and then something does come along and still has the ability to like shock or surprise you. And, you know, I mean, I could watch 50 movies and nothing will really do that. And then one will come along and it will be like, whoa. <laughs> and I'm just glad stuff still, you know, shocks me and stuff. So highly recommend it. Absolutely loved it. Favourite thing I've watched in in a little while, Possessor on Shudder. Really good, good. Good. You've reminded me to go back and uh, check that out. So I'm, I'm going to do that. Nice. Also, one little other word on it is that it's got a really cool looking, distinctive like cover. And I think it says a lot, but it's really important for a film to get its like its cover, its logo like spot on because that that the logo is like this yellow face being like ripped off or whatever, and it really like drew me to the movie. And so I think it's so important if a film can get its like its title on Netflix or its you know its its front cover of the DVD or whatever correct, 
because it really does lure you in. And I think they did a really good job yeah. on the, you know, on, on, on the title of that. So, yeah, really, really good. That's me, mate. One stinker, one um, absolute uh, great experience. So what about you? Have you been watching anything good recently, Dan? What's been going on? Yeah, mate, I've watched quite a few bits. I'm going to mention a few, but actually, I um, uh, you just reminded me, speaking of Shudder, um, and I'm not sure whether we've actually talked about this yet, um, I watched uh, an absolutely hilarious kind of black comedy slash horror film on Shudder a few weeks ago um, based on a pair of killer jeans uh, called slacks did we speak about this <laughs> no you mentioned you mentioned you've seen a film about killer jeans but um you, you, like i said that's all you said i could stop laughing yeah <laughs> it's um, it's fucking it's ridiculous thing, yeah, yeah I, I recommend it it's hilarious it's called slacks s-l-a-double-x and uh yeah it's it, i won't go too far into it because it's just ridiculous but um yeah there's a pair of jeans that becomes self-aware and starts um picking off um <laughs> idiots and hate uh, you know dis- uh, unlikable people um so yeah i recommend it it's if you want a good laugh and a bit of gore um it's this this is the one this is the one for you very low budget very like nobody you know in it um but it's just good fun that's it's one of the things i love about shudder is you'll just pick up these random films um and random horror films that you used to just pick up in like uh your, your local video store you know randomly on a shelf so thinking oh that looks really cool you know leprechaun and stuff like that uh it just reminds me of that it's one of those really b-movie horror films that i, I was just laughing all the way through yeah, it it really does have Shudder, like a real good mix of like 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 you say, really unknown, stupid sounding, um, you know, underground B movie horror films, you know. And like mm. you say, there's some absolute gems. And yeah, Slacks, love the title as well. Um, yeah. yeah, sounds like you know a great watch. I need to see it. Recommend. It's no Citizen Kane, but I recommend it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the films I actually want to talk about. First one, uh, I think you've seen, uh, which was um, Space Jam: A New Legacy. Ah, yes, Space Jam, um, which I remember I, I didn't hate, uh, you know, if it was okay. Yeah, I think we spoke about it on the pod- our last podcast, actually. Um, oh. I, I took the little man to see it, uh, one of the little men to see it, <laughs> uh, a, couple of, <laughs> one of them. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, and he absolutely loved it. Um, me, not so much. I, 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 I agree with you, by the way. I think um, as as a lead role, uh, he's quite a decent replacement for uh, uh, Michael Jordan. Um, but there was too much going on. Uh, it re- reminded it's obviously very much like Ready Player One in certain aspects. Um, it was nice to see a few characters in the background and stuff like that. But it just it wasn't like wacky or funny enough for me. It, it, it and it didn't do much. That the, the original didn't achieve better, um, so I can't say I recommend it. But Ethan, a four-year-old, my four-year-old son, uh, absolutely loved it. So you know, take from that what you will. Nice. Well, I suppose to be honest, that's the review that counts. You know, like it doesn't matter what I say, what you say. Ethan's loving it. Then yeah. the job, the film's pretty much doing its job. So fair play, and um, you know, good on it. <laughs> and ever since he uh, he playing basketball all the time with a pair of socks or whatever, trying to throw it into whatever and calling it basketball. He doesn't quite know what it is, but he likes it. So we'll see whether he gets into basketball from it. Wow. Imagine that. Like, you know what I mean? He even becomes a basketball player and then they say, what, what, like, what started this whole thing? And he says, the new Space Jam. That'd be yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, the other, the, uh, there's two more I want to uh, talk about. Firstly, it was nice to get back to the cinema and watch another Marvel film. Obviously, I saw Black Widow um, a month or so ago, um, but I also watched uh, a few days ago, uh, Shang-Chi. Have, uh, I would take it you haven't seen that yet. 
No, haven't seen it. To be honest, don't plan on seeing it. Um, I, I remember when I saw the poster, I thought, who is that? Like, I mean, I know all the main Marvel characters, but I just, I haven't got a clue who this guy is. And so interested to hear, you know, what you think, because he just doesn't look like a superhero to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? He looks like a, sort of, some sort of Mok Kong eyes. But anyway, what's it like? Um, well, first of all, he is, you know, a, a, se- a secondary, you know, comic. It's not one of the most popular ones, but it, it has got a, a, a decent history, uh, the Chang-Chi uh, series. Um, it's not one that I grew up with or follow whatsoever. Um, so this is kind of a, a, an introduction. I know of the character, don't know much about it. So this was an introduction for me as well. And I'm a, I'm a Marvel fan. Um, I know a lot of the characters related to the story. Um, so uh, without spoiling a few, a few, a few uh, characters from the Marvel, uh, from the MCU uh, make returns into this uh, that you might not think of. Um, but yeah, all in all, it's basically, it's a, mar- a Marvel martial arts film. And I have to say the martial arts, especially in the first hour or so, is absolutely incredible in this. There's some really, really great stunt work, some great choreography, um, really impactful martial arts that... Uh, haven't seen in a while in Hollywood um it's it's something that you know you remember the the heyday of like Jackie Chan and your Jet Li's and stuff like that uh this is this is that on steroids um and he basically is a, he's an incredible martial artist who turns into an incredible martial artist with superpowers um so it's it's good fun um I enjoyed it far more than I thought I would um obviously like I said going in with not knowing anything about the character uh, Simu Lee, who who plays the main character, uh, one basically in real life. First of all, he's an absolute hilarious character. He he started off doing like stock photos, you know, like you you see on like cheesy business websites of, of people pointing at computers <laughs> and shit. He he was one of those guys. Yeah. And a legend. And a few years ago, he was trolling Marvel's Twitter account, saying, "So when are we going to talk about doing an Asian-led Marvel movie?" And he he was sending them messages like on on instagram on 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 twitter etc just trolling them saying we need to do an asian-led movie and here he is starring in one uh, a basic you know he's he hasn't been in much he's not a star and suddenly he has buckets of charisma he is he's he is a movie star he's incredible and he's really good in the fight scenes uh he's funny he's charming he's likable um and there's a future for him, not only in the MCU, but there's a future for him in Hollywood. I think he's going to go far, mate. He is, he's very charismatic and it's worth watching it just for him. He's also got a, a right-hand lady who's absolutely hilarious in this. Um, so, yeah, mate, I really enjoyed it. I, I think it has a very familiar origin story type arc that we, we all know from the Marvel series. So it doesn't, uh, it doesn't do anything new in that regard. And I also think the final act could be better. Um, but I think it sets up quite a few things. It made me laugh. Uh, it, it was exciting. Like I said, the choreography and the fighting is absolutely fantastic. There's some great set pieces, great action. And it was nice to hear that Marvel fanfare in the cinema again. Nice. Do you know what? Like the one thing that makes me sort of want to watch it is just seeing this like unknown guy doing like stock photos, like become like some sort of movie star. Like yeah. that's a great story. I just love that. He, like like have like badgering Marvel to like let him in for a mo- let him into do a movie and stuff. Like that is a great story. And like like you say, he's awesome. So yeah, you're winning me round. That does sound good. And also, if Scott's really good, like you know, fight scenes, then that's going to be awesome. You know, yeah, also, all over that. Yeah. Also, what's great about it is since the film's come out and it's done very well, by the way. It's it's by far the best film since cinemas reopened since COVID. Uh, it's by far the best film uh, in regards to performance box office. Um, in, wow. It, it's actually done well 
not just for a COVID me- movie, but for a pre-COVID movie, it's done very well. So it's tracking really nicely. And it's kind of, uh, it's given a lot of other studios a, co- a bit more confidence uh, because they're starting to move films that had been delayed. They're starting to move them up a bit. So it, it, this is kind of the, the film that we were waiting for to save cinema. This has given us a little bit of hope, hoping James Bond's the one that properly saves cinema. Uh, but this one uh, seems to have given us a glimmer of hope, which is amazing to see. Oh, no, that is that is really good news. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't have hung my hat on this being the movie to like get back to pre-pandemic Same. money levels. Do you know what I mean? You, you would have thought Fast and Furious 9. You'd have thought Black Widow. I know these are high, but obviously this is smashing up. You'd have thought Tenet would have absolutely smashed them last year. But that, it, I mean, it did all right, but it didn't yeah. do anywhere near what they probably wanted. Um, yeah, so, mate, good to hear. And like, like, that's the thing. I'm not going to be the biggest Marvel fan, but I am happy when they do really, really well because the better that does, the more the smaller films can come out, the cinemas can keep going. Everything just, like, works better, you know? So, yeah, yeah long may continue and good luck to, you know, Shang-Chi and, yeah, all, all the other Avengers. <laughs> yeah, I think what's really important about this one is you don't have to know anything about any of the other Marvel movies, really, um, because hardly mm-hmm. any of the mainstay characters turn in it, and if they do, it's a, it's a cameo that you don't really need to know who they are. Um, so if you're into martial arts movie, um, if you're into martial arts movies or into action movies, um, this is well worth a go. And I think it does for like the Asian community, what Black Panther did for the black community. I think it's really important to see see people who look like you up on the screen and and in a Marvel movie, you know, like the biggest franchise out there at the moment. Um, it's yeah, it's doing incredible things. So uh, it's for me, it's in one of the top tier like origin movies uh, for, uh, for for Marvel. Wow. And actually, just while we're on the Marvel vein, um, I know I don't bring up much like topics about Marvel, but one thing happened like in the last month, like why why we've been like off air, which was pretty exciting, is this whole like what the third um Spider-Man's gonna like be, who's gonna be in it. Um when that trailer dropped, honestly, I've never seen so much like <laughs> so many people losing their face. I mean it was mental, oh, people mate. just going absolutely off their head. And then even I mean Again, I'm not the biggest Marvel fan, but I do like Spider-Man a lot. And I think I like every single one of the films that has been, you know, over the last like, 10, 15 years. And um, when I saw like Doc Ock in it and he was just like, hello, Peter. I was like, this is cool. This is good. Um, yeah. But yeah, they still haven't like confirmed or not confirmed or whatever. Like, are the other two Spider-Men going to be in it? And I'm it, like, Come yeah, on, In fact, they're denying it. it. They're denying it like through their teeth. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it, it's basically all but confirmed. Surely if it doesn't happen now, everyone's going to be very disappointed. I know. I, I just, I really, really like the idea that all three Spider-Men in one film, multiverses and all this crazy shit happening. I really, really like this idea. And I just think it's, it, if that comes, I will be excited for that. I really will. I think it'll be good to see. Yeah, well, mate, do you remember our conversation after uh, I watched Loki and I said to you, this is going to open up a whole new world for Marvel and it's a very exciting time. We're going to see some incredible things. This is what I was talking about. Yeah. Excited. I mean, I love that Doc Ock guy. He, he absolutely was it. Molina is that his name? Is it Andrew Molina? Um, Alfred Molina. Alfred, that's the one. Um, he was great in, in Spider Man Two, and so I'm looking forward to seeing him again. And it sounds like Jamie Fox is going to be in it, and it, yeah, it's just all coming together. I, it is, it is excited. Yeah, I am very excited. Uh, lastly, and I won't spend too much time on this. Um, uh, last night I watched uh, Free Guy with uh, Mr. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, have you seen it? I have seen it, yeah. Yeah, what were your thoughts? Uh, I thought it was um, great. Although I think I'm in the minority because nearly everyone I've, I've heard thought it was like the best film they've seen in like the last year. Oh. Um, like, I liked it, I just didn't love it. 
Well, anyway, what, what did you think? You're not in the minority in this uh, podcast, mate, because I was very disappointed. <laughs> I was very disappointed. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, to be honest, right, I, haven't, I haven't heard many people be disappointed. Like I say, mm. I thought it was like okay. So explain. Let's say what was you know what really let you down. Then? Well, that's why I'm disappointed. It was just okay. I was I was wait. There was yeah. I was expecting a bit more. I loved the concept when I first heard about it, and I was like, I was thinking, yeah, I, I think we spoke about it. That is a great great premise that they can have a lot of fun with and don't get me wrong they seem to have had a lot of fun with it but i didn't uh so they might have had fun making it but i didn't have a massive amount of fun watching it you know it, it wasn't particularly funny um i think it it was very i know it's in a computer game but it, nothing felt real and there, the, like there was no jeopardy for me it, it just because it was a computer game there was just no danger uh, even though you know yeah. he's just a character he's just pixels and you know he might, might be ai etc but yeah, there was a f- few moments in it that I quite enjoyed. There was a talking of Marvel. There was a a Marvel moment in it that made me laugh. Um, but the rest of that it, bit is good, especially there's a bit of um, there's a bit of Star Wars music and stuff. Yeah, like that, that bit, the whole cinema was sort of laughing at that. It was quite exciting that part. Isn't it? I was thinking at the time, I was like, oh, there's a moment for me and there's a moment for George within thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so. Uh, and there wasn't enough of that, though, was there? No, that's what that's what I think. There was there wasn't enough of that, and and I think they could have had a bit more fun with it. And yeah, I think it was that I didn't really believe in a lot of the character characterizations or relationships. Um, yeah, I just thought it was a bit of a missed opportunity personally. And yeah, I basically, because I haven't been cinema much um, in the last month, there was five films that I, in the cinema that I want to, wanted to see. Usually it's one or two that I haven't seen yet. And I have to choose between them. There were five and I went for free guy. And I'm a little bit gutted. I did. There's, um, there's one thing in free guy as well, which was winding me up so much. And like, it was a certain performance, which was so bad and annoying. Um, I'm not really going to say his name to be fair. It's the guy who was in Jojo Rabbit. Is it Taki? Taika Waititi. Um, he was so annoying in this film. He was just, oh, oh mate, it was, literally make my face down inside of that it was so cringy it was and everyone was laughing their head off and I was just like yeah. it was really really winding me up I know he's like, I, I agree that's one of the reasons I, I didn't like him either but I, he's meant to be an unlikable character but I found found his performance unlikable for some reason I just didn't enjoy it it wasn't funny he was obnoxious and not in a fun way like Again, I was in the cinema. It was pretty silent, to be honest. Um, so I'm not sure whether you know there was a few few easily pleased people in your in your uh, screening, mate. But it was quite deadly silent. I noticed in my in my screening. To be honest, it, when I went, it was a really good atmosphere. And I tell you why: it was an unlimited screening. Mm. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know, this is where you go to the cinema with the Cineworld, and you don't know what you're going to see, and it's going to be a film that's going to be coming out in the next week or month or whatever. So everyone's sitting there waiting to see what comes on, and depending what comes on, some people walk out. Um, and yeah, a free guy flashed up, and most of the cinema went way like they're really excited, and so everyone was just well up for it. Everyone was like laughing, and so the atmosphere when I went was really good. But I was just looking around, thinking like, "Oh, I'm, I'm definitely not enjoying it as much as everyone else." One other little note on it is that I, I just I find like Ryan Reynolds like just I find him, I basically I think it'd have been better if he hadn't been in it. I find him like really boring. Mate, um, I, it just I, seems he plays the same person, doesn't he, all the time? As one of my main notes, I was going to say I don't know whether I'm becoming immune to Ryan Reynolds' charm. Like, mm. I, I don't know whether Deadpool has killed him for me because I, I I enjoy Deadpool one and Deadpool two lesser so but still enjoyed it but i feel like that's all i see him as now and i'm it's starting to 
have a very, very narrow set of roles that he takes. And it's starting, it's starting to grate on me a little bit. He's, he's getting to the point where uh, people like Adam Sandler did for me after a few films. Where I just feel like oh, you're doing God. the same thing. You're doing the same thing. Um, and Ryan Reynolds, yeah. he seems like a lovely bloke and he's a funny bloke and he does a lot of good stuff. But I'm starting to feel like he's getting in a bit of a rut for me. And sorry, sorry, Ryan Reynolds, this is very harsh because, like I said, I do like him. <laughs> I just feel like he needs to mix it up a bit. Yeah, that's it. Well, he's he's gone halves on someone with a football club. I think he's bought Wrexham football club a few months ago. So yeah. that it would take it would be the football now rather than. He, didn't he go in with uh, Rob McElhenney from um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Right. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember who he went in with, but yeah. yeah, he went in with someone else in the acting world. So funny. That's like mental. Like yeah. small little club like Wrexham, two Hollywood superstars like come and just buy your club. Mental, but whatever. I've seen pictures of uh, Rob McElhenney in um, in LA and uh, like chilling out in the in the sun wearing a Wrexham uh, jersey. It's it's a bit fucking weird. It is pretty funny, yeah, man. What is going on? They'll probably make a film with it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so good. Right. Mate, anything else before we talk about today's movie? Um, one tiny thing. Um, it's just come to me, and it was just it was just such a good night. Basically, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, it's my mate's birthday, and as a surprise, uh, his missus booked the Odeon Cinema and played his favourite movie, All His Mates, and... She, his favorite film is Boys in the Hood, oh. and uh, yeah, so basically, he, he thinks he's going for dinner. He rocks up, we're all in this, you know, at the cinema, we're waiting for him. He's like, What's going on? What's going on? We're like, Oh, we're going to see a film with you. And he's like, Okay, so again, even going into the cinema, he thought he was going to see like, I don't know, Free Guy, and then and then he sits down, his favorite movie comes on, and obviously, it's only us in the cinema. So, I just want to say it's such a good thing to do for a birthday, yeah. Um, you know. It's just awesome, like you know, and it, it just got me thinking, like, oh, the amount of films I would love to sit with all my family and all my friends down and go. You, you're in the cinema, you have to watch what I want to watch, and we're watching this. Yeah. And like, I just, I really like the idea of like not forcing people, but going. You know, in the cinema, how people watch, they watch more intently. They're better. You know, they, yeah. they really take it in. Yeah. Um. You know, there's. I would love someone to do that for me. And I can pick the film and, yeah. and, and people go, oh, are we really watching that? And I'm like, yes, we're watching this and you're going to sit and watch it. So yeah, it just, it was just really fun. <laughs> well, I've got to say, I've been wanting to do that for ages and I've been dropping hints to my wife, Cassie, if you're listening, <laughs> you need to do that for me one day. It's very easy. My, my birthday's in January, so there aren't many options. It's indoors. It's a small fee to pay for everybody to come in and you can put any film you want that I like on the big screen, make it happen. Don't worry. I'll, um, steer her in the right direction Thanks, just out of interest top of your head what what would you pick or is there a couple like is there anything that springs to mind you go oh, i'd want to watch that or i'd want to watch that i, I was thinking <laughs> just, yeah i was thinking while you were talking about it what the hell would i choose it's really hard <laughs> one film that i've always wanted to see on the big screen and also because not a lot of my friends have seen this um i'd love to see big trouble in little china up on the big screen Oh, wow. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I know I've seen bits. I mean, that would look crazy on the beast. Yeah, that's show, what I want. On. I want to see that shit. I also, I, I like something about cinema. Watching horror in the cinema is incredible. So I'd like to get a nice, scary film up there um, that, that I haven't seen on the big screen. Shining was always on that list for me, but obviously we ticked that off, didn't we, a couple of years ago? <laughs> We did indeed. Um, yeah, that was that was that was good watching it on the big screen yeah. for sure. But yeah, I know what you mean. Something big, loud, and you know, rah in your face. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'd also like to see one of the classic James Bonds up on the screen, but I think people would be bored by that. I'm trying to think of something that people will enjoy that they might not have seen before. Hmm. Well, 
I, I would go with, so this is a film that I know a lot of people I know wouldn't have seen. It would look incredible in the cinema and it's so crazy and weird by the end that I just would love to see what everyone's thoughts are, blah, blah, blah. blah. So I'd go 2001 A Space Odyssey because I just would love to see. <laughs> I had a feeling. Yeah, I'd love to see it in the cinema. Yeah. And I, and I, yeah, and I, and, and I want, I, I want other people to watch it, to talk about it with me, but no one else will watch Like, I know yeah. you've seen it and like film fans watch it, but the casual like film viewer just won't watch that. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a good choice. No. Probably good. Yeah, that's a great choice, mate. I, I, that that would be on, on my list, actually, now you mentioned it, and it's a good choice. Mm. Well, w- what a great present, and I, ho- I hope everybody enjoyed it. How many people were there? Um, 20, 25, yeah, all, all on recliners as well. Yeah, so what a dream. It's, yeah, it's a really good night. It was it was great. Like I say, it's just brilliant. And like again, anyone listening to our podcast, you know, up and down the country or whatever, like your local Odeon will do that. And it yeah. sounds like they'll play anything. So, you know, go for it. It's such a good thing to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm Cassie again. If you're listening, I'm not. So shall I call? Shall I call her now? <laughs> a live call. That'd be amazing. <laughs> no, I'm thinking she's putting the kids to bed. That'd be really harsh. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. It's about their bedtime, is it? It's bedtime. Yeah. Uh, so, mate, should we crack on with uh, t- today's film? So let's crack on with today's film, which is unbelievably uh, the Twilight Saga: Breaking Dawn, Part One. Trailer time. You ready? Just telling me fall down. Never. I, Edward Cullen, take you, Bella Swan. For better or for worse. To love. To cherish. As long as we both shall live. This is how I'll remember you. Pink cheeks. Heartbeat. I think I'd be used to telling you goodbye by now. Last night was the best night of my existence. Except what is. You've given me no choice! Get ready. They're coming for Bella. They're not gonna touch her. If you kill her, you kill me! So, mate, what's your history with this film and the Twilight Saga in general? Um, so, um, as of this moment now, I've got massive history with this film because um, <laughs> I, I, I. So, just basically, just explain. So, um, 
originally we we're just going to watch the one movie, weren't we? This film here, Breaking Dawn Part One. Yeah. And then I think I think you said actually, you know, I might watch um, more than one, and I might watch a couple. So we said let's split it. Like Dan, you can watch one and two and number five, and I'll watch number three, uh, uh, three, four, and five. Well, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that one all sounded good, but then I, I think you were like, actually, I'm just going to watch the whole the whole saga. <laughs> I said, okay, I'm going to watch the whole saga. Anyway, I watched the whole saga, well, nearly the whole saga, about three or four weeks ago. And then, obviously, because life got in the way, we haven't podcasted in a little while. I thought, oh, I better have a rewatch. So <laughs> this weekend, I went back to the beginning and I watched all five films again. Um, so, hey, I've this is my this saga is my most watched like film franchise in the last few years I'm not even joking I've watched so much of this at the moment it's unbelievable um, <laughs> as of like an hour ago you've watched 10 Twilight hour ago, you've watched 10 Twilight yeah. films in a few weeks uh, mate it's mental I, I never thought I'd be saying this and like a minute ago right I was cooking dinner I had I was, I was just I was just finishing off the last film again and I had I had the uh, um, I had my phone and my headphones in and cooking dinner and Charles talking to me I said look I can't speak right now I'm watching Twilight she's like what is going on and then the other day she came up like chatting in my room or whatever I said oh two seconds babe I'm just finishing off like a uh, new moon and all this sort of stuff uh, I just can't believe I'm saying all this well, so you're, my you're... history is I've watched a lot of these <laughs> Sha your your Mrs Shaw was on the phone to my Mrs Cass uh, the other day and uh, I I overheard um, <laughs> Cass said to Shaw oh where's George and, and oh he's just in the other room watching Twilight. <laughs> Oh my god! So, like, I sort of like thought that. I thought, why did I pick this as like the next movie? Not, not that's not to say whether I like the films or not, but it was just a big mammoth task to watch all five twice. Um, but anyway, done now. My history. What about you, Dan? What, what, what's your history with the Twilight Saga? So, is that the first time you've seen them? You didn't mention. Oh no! Sorry, just to explain. So I saw number one years ago when it first came out, yeah. and I watched number five in the cinema. I went with some workmates, so I always seen part one and part five. Yeah, okay. Um, I've never, I've never filled in the middle, so that's me. Okay, well, on my side, um, I at the time that these came out, I uh, was uh, my girlfriend at the time um, was a, a big fan. Read the books, uh, was waiting for the films to come out, enjoyed the films, and I had would I think I went to see maybe two or three of them at the cinema, including the first one and definitely the last one, um, and I'm not sure which others, but I, I saw them all at the time, um, and I absolutely fucking hated them. I resented them so much. <laughs> it was probably it was probably at the tail end of my film snobbery days where I was really really snobby about movies and, and this is something I hated I hated what they had done with the vampire um, lore I'd hated what they did you know with with the action scenes I hated the romance in it I found it horrible and cheesy and disgusting and uh, and um, that's why when you said we're watching Twilight I was like oh, it's gonna bring back some memories um, but here we are we're talking about it um, and uh, I too have gone through every single film I think like you said originally we we're gonna watch three each I was gonna do one two and four which is the one we're talking about today and you were going to do three four and five um but once i'd done one and two i was like well it'd be silly to miss out a film and then go to the next one so i might as well watch three and then i watch four and then once i've done that i too have just finished watching five just before we started this chat um so yeah it was uh it was a bit of a bit of a long few weeks of watching uh, uh twilight but uh i've got through it i'm on the other side Ready to talk about it. You survived. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you survived. You're sounding pretty good. You're I, sounding fresh, Dan. I feel immortal, mate. I feel immortal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to give us one of George's famous uh, synopsis, mate? Yeah, so so sort of centering in on, on, on Breaking Door Part 1. So the story of this, basically, is that this film is about our, our main characters, um, Bella and Edward. And just a little note, we usually talk about the actors' names, but because I've watched these films so much, um, I actually find it easier to call them Bella and Edward yeah. and Jacob and stuff. So I honestly, I, I honestly won't be using their, their actor names in true fashion because I feel so <laughs> in tune with like all the characters now in this film. Um, anyway, the, the film basically is about them getting married uh, them going on a honeymoon and then her getting pregnant. So it's almost sort of like three sort of parts. That's, yeah, pretty much the summary. Um, not bad, not bad. What do you think of that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, let me show you, let me, let me do the one that was the first one that came up on Google, mate. Mm. At last, Bella, Kristen Stewart, and Edward, Robert Pattinson, are getting married. When Jacob, <laughs> at, last. <laughs> at last, I mean, she's she's 18, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, when Jacob, Taylor Lautner, finds out that Bella wants to spend her honeymoon as a human, he is horrified, for Edward's passion could <laughs> accidentally kill her. Bella does indeed survive her honeymoon, but a new complication arises when she discovers that she's pregnant, and the child is growing at an alarming rate. The pregnancy sets the wolves against Bella, and Edward, but Jacob vows to protect his friend. That's a long one, isn't it? Sorry, just one question. That is a long one, and um, they went into quite a lot of detail. Um, did they also, did they, is that a term, Bedward? <laughs> I don't know whether it is, actually, or, or Bellwood. No, yeah, I, know, I, I thought that's what you said in the summer. I thought you, so you probably said Edward, but I probably said Bedward. Oh, no, no, I Edward. can imagine... I can imagine that's like a that's like a thing people call it. So they call Bella and Edward Bedward. You know? Yeah, I know that. Um, I know there was one for because Kristen Stewart and Robert Patterson actually were a real life cu- couple. Um, I can't remember what they used to call them though. R Pats. No, that's him. That's he's like, R Pats. Yeah, he's no he. They call him R Pats, but there, there was a name for their relationship. You know, like the portmanteaus. K Pat. K Pat. It might have been K Pats. Yeah. I don't know. Cow Pat? <laughs> You're calling Kristen Stewart a cow? No, I was, I was saving all my feedback to the end of the review, <laughs> the review section. Of the movie. I'd, I'd love it if that was just your review. Yeah. Kristen Stewart is this a movie cow. Is a, it's a cow, and this film was a cow part of a movie. But no, like, like you know, oh, what's it called? Endeavour, as you will, you know, to basically speak about this, you know, in like an objective manner. Like, so, you know, I'm watching it, trying to, like, it's like with what I was talking about Rambo, right? I really, do, even though I was hating it, I really was trying to find something in it that, like, you know, I liked or could, like, you know, enjoy to a degree. And in that film, I really couldn't. And, you know, in this, as I'm watching it, it might not be my cup of tea, but I'm thinking, right, let's see what's good about this film, you know, or not. And so that's what we'll discuss today, man, won't it? Well, let's see. So let's get into it. So it opens up. Uh, we see a rainy, topless Jacob fuming about a save the date card that he receives and a quick switch into a wolf. Uh, how, how do you feel about oh. that, that transformation, mate? Well, you mentioned a few things there. One, always raining in Twilight. It's <laughs> in, always pissing down. In like, forks. So, you know, uh, this film's no different. Yeah, in forks, it's always pissing down the rain. So, second thing, right? He walks out of his house, Jacob, with a top on. And so the first thing I thought was, he's got a top on. 
and he whips off in two fucking seconds. Like, like this is annoying me straight away. We know he's got a good body. Why does he have to keep whipping his top off every two seconds? He's got pants on. So why is he got his top off all the time? So anyway, already I'm a bit like, oh, God. Yeah, well, that's what the, the target audience want to see is a topless Taylor, Taylor Lautner, isn't it? No, it is, it is. And, and like, there's so much in this film about, like, panning to, like, basically, you're right, what do the audience want to see? They want to see, um, you know, six-pack, nice muscles, all this stuff, and we get hit around the face of it all for five movies, yeah. like, non-stop. And so, anyway, I was surprised when I saw him with a top one. He whips it off within seconds, <laughs> turns into a wolf, and bosh, off he goes. So I was like, oh, okay, we're back to the usual standard yeah. fare, you know. <laughs> Wet abs, please. Yep, more abs indeed. <laughs> the thing is, like, she's she's not walking around in a bikini. No, Do you know she's what I mean? Not. Like, so you know, and I'm not saying she should be, but it, this film really, it's just, it's just really, really, really soft porn. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's really just to get the heart rate in it. But but let's be honest, like girls. Yeah, they know their audience. They know their audience. They know it yeah. works. And moving on to Bella, she's um, obviously preparing for a wedding, but she's uh, struggling to wear a pair of heels. It's, <laughs> it's hilarity just ensues from that, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. So she's sort of like mutual man outside the, the nicest house I think I've ever seen. Um, yeah, like I say, struggling with, the, with these shoes. And I've got to say, this, this whole like next five minutes of them sort of getting the wedding ready and her like struggling with the shoes, etc. Um, it's probably like the happiest that these characters are in any of the five movies, in my yeah. opinion, like yeah. everyone's like quite, quite smiley. And um, I'll come on to this more later, but I find like nearly everyone in this film so depressing. Mm. And this was actually a moment of like, of like, Oh, everyone's actually got like a smile and like a little bit of like yeah. personality. Stuff, you know? Bit of levity before the horror that comes later. Um, and what I noticed yeah. in this one though, is everybody looks so much more glossy compared to the previous ones. They, it looks like too, it looks like an American soap, you know, like Days of Our Lives or something like that. It, it, it's all like everyone's wearing too much makeup and their hair's too well done. It doesn't feel as, like, I'm not saying Twilight was gritty, but it doesn't feel as natural as that. It feels so heightened and fake. It, it's like a dream. The whole thing's like a dream sequence. Mm, I know what you mean. Very glossy. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I would agree. I know what you mean. Like, if you could say this, the first few felt a little bit more like real bit more muddy yeah. a bit more yeah um it was more trucks and mud and you know like farmland and that now we're like in this sparkling wood <laughs> mm. uh, and they're all happy until edward needs a reason to be to be scowling at something doesn't he so uh he's he's getting all emo and gets upset and confesses about a previous life of hunting thinking bella's gonna be really shocked that a vampire used to hunt humans i mean she she knew what she was signing up for so i don't know why he's worried about it it's, i was just say it's the way he like just like says this um they're they're in their bedroom aren't they you know and he just literally like just randomly comes out with he's got a past yeah. he used to like kill people and stuff you're like why are you saying that now like it's just I mean, also, like, surely she knew that. He's a vampire. That's what they do. Yeah, he might be a vegetarian vampire. Well, not quite vegetarian, but he's no longer eating. He's no longer a cannibal. Uh, but he, he's, he's, he's a vampire. What do you think he's been doing? Like, oh, it's just stupid. It's just a reason for him to be mopey for a little bit. Um, but then when we do, for the first time, see um, some some footage of uh, Edwards in, in, in a previous life. So in black and white in the twenties, oh. maybe. Um, and I thought to myself at that point, I'd rather be watching that movie. A guy going around. Mate, 
<laughs> you know, a 1920s my, vampire. My note, my note is exactly the same. My note says, this is a movie I'd like to see, hyphen Edward hunting bad people. Yeah, Edward hunting down people through different periods of time. Yeah, show me. Absolutely, yeah. And, and, you know, it was like we had this old school cinema and it was like, you know, 1920s, really old school. It just looked, yeah, it was like, that. that's cool. But anyway, we skipped straight back to the teenage bedroom vibe, don't we? Yeah. And um, <laughs> it's it's actually his um his his stag through, isn't it, like this night? <laughs> yeah, bachelor party of hunting bears and mountain lions. <laughs> I know. Why didn't we see it either? Like, come on, like, this is what we... I wanted to see that at least, but we didn't get to see any of that. I want him literally hunting down a stag and wearing the horns on his head, like blood dripping down him. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I want to see. I just want to see him like like come out of a shell a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like he's so bloody mopey in this film. He's just always like Ooh, you yeah. know, just moping around. And I just want to see him let loose, like you say, with blood all over his face, with bloody horns, messing yeah. around, drunk, fucking dead strippers all over the place. <laughs> <Dead Tonight>. strippers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a vampire stag do should do. Oh mate! Yes, that's that's incredible. <laughs> but in in the meantime, uh, Bella's back and she's dreaming of her wedding day, um, and it's all looking lovely until uh, the Voltori appear, um, including the, the fantastically subtle Michael Sheen, um, and then it becomes like a horror movie. They uh, they appear to be standing on all the corpses of all their guests and. Edward seems to have been slaughtered. Um, so, pretty bad wedding. I've been, I've been to worse. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we've all been there. But, yeah, you're right. Like, an absolute car crash of a wedding. Um, so, she's had like, a vision that, you know, her wedding's going to be going to be terrible. Um, and then, basically, we cut to the, the actual wedding time, don't we? So, we've got the mum come into the house. We've got the dad. We've got the vampires doing Bella's hair. Everyone's laughing and joking and, you know, no one seems to think this is weird that she's marrying a vampire. To be fair, they don't even know at this point, do they? So. No. Well, I've just been, I've just re- reminded of something. They make this big deal about this family heirloom, that, that hair grip thing. Um, yeah. Does that, does that ever get paid off or anything? Is that just, just a little bit of a no, moment? Not at all. Just, they, she gets given it, they add some blue diamonds to it, whatever they're called, and then we never see it again. Okay. <laughs> I, I was I'm wondering whether I missed something. I, I even watched, like, looking out for it in the second one, and n- nothing came up. I'm sure they were setting something up with that, and it, there must be something in the book, and it was a bit of fan service, but, you know, don't know. Yeah, it's, it's one of those classic things, isn't it, where the, the, the people that have read the book would be like, oh, you know, that's the thing that in his book when they expand on that, that's where that is. But yeah, yeah we'll, we'll never know that unless we read the books. And this is where I found out, and I'm sure you did too, that Bella is still just 18. I thought this was like a few years later and she was in her 20s and they're settling down. No, she's still 18. Mm. So we've been through three movies. I mean, in I don't know how old she was in the first one, but... I mean, I guess then, look, looking back, she must have been like 17. This must have all happened. The third, one, two, three, and four. One, two, three must have all happened in about a year. Yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah, about right. Maybe one or two years. Um, but yeah, she's 18. Like, And no no wonder her friends are all a bit weirded out by it. But uh, they, uh, one of them thinks she's pregnant at the, at the time. A bit of foreshadowing there. Yeah. And actually, um, uh, just a little note is I, I'd seen the first film, you know, a long time ago. And... Um, She's actually in it quite a lot, and I forgot Anna Kendrick was in the Twilight series. Mm. Early career move, yeah, underused massively. This is the last time you see her in the saga. 
Yeah, absolutely. So she's not in the last part either. And um, I know we'll probably talk more about the other film, but um, I noticed, again, I didn't remember this guy being in number five, bloody that Rami Malek guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Rami Malek. And Bryce Dallas Howard is in one of them as well. Yeah, so some bit like some... Big like stars got you know their star or got you know their first big movie in Twilight, which yeah I was surprised at seeing a lot of these people pop up. Yeah, I, I don't remember a few of them like like, like you. I d- didn't remember Anna Anna Kendrick. I didn't remember Bryce Dallas Howard. I didn't remember Rami Malek at all. Um, I, I still yeah. I, I had to look up. Do you know who, who our connection was this time? Mayan um, was her name Mayan, um, and uh, she, I, I had to look her up because I wasn't sure who she played. Um, and she, I think she's the snitch. What, she won. Vampires, one of the vampires, yeah. One of the blonde ones, yeah. Yeah, they all look the same. They all look very pretty. That's one of my points um, later on, is all, a lot of these people look the same, and I'm getting confused at who they are. Like, who's who's the snitch, and who are well, the two? Oh, it's, it's too much. Yeah, who's the one that used to hate Bella, and now she doesn't? Or is yeah. that the same person? I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. Uh, and then we see a beautiful, saccharine, sickly sweet wedding ceremony. <laughs> The, I mean, it's it is beautiful the um the, the the like forest like setting that they have their wedding in, isn't it? It does look yeah. amazing. I mean, it's a teenage girl's fantasy written all over, isn't it? Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's um yeah, it, it, it is very very nicely looking. Now, but the thing is, she's walking down the aisle, you know, happiest day of her life, and I knew she wouldn't be smiling. And lo and behold, she ain't smiling. She's got this look on her face as if to go. Do you know what I mean? Like, to be honest, mate, if Shah walked down the aisle like that, I'd be, like, worried. Like, what the hell was going on? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Same with Cass. Like, you know, I was at your wedding. Like, I've seen how happy she was to be walking down the aisle. And Bella is just not buzzing in the slightest. Moody. Married, the person she's meant to be, like, yeah, moody, 100%. Yeah. So, what's all that about? Yeah, and she's supposed to be, like, not given a second thought to wanting to marry this man, yet she looks miserable. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And at this point, I did notice in this like, this whole scene, the vampires are so obviously not normal humans. That, like, like I said earlier, the makeup has been notched up or something. It just doesn't look right. They look so glossy, and like everyone would be saying, why have they all got these weird glowing amber eyes and, like, pearlescent skin? Um, it's all just a bit, just a bit. Sh- it, it looks a bit shit in this film. Uh, more shit, shall I say, than the previous films? <laughs> they really ramped it up. Yeah. It it almost seems a bit like at this point the films are generating so much money and they're so they 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 got such a big budget that they could take it to the next level of like being like glossy, you know, and, and really sheen. And yeah. obviously, it just it, it, it you know it's too glossy now. It's gone a bit overboard. Yeah. I mean, actually. It'd be really interesting to find out what a real big fan thinks. Like, you know, someone who really likes the films. But it'd be interesting to see what they think about the difference in look between the first three and the last two, because there is a difference. And I wonder if like real fans are like, oh, it did get a bit a bit glossy, you know, towards the end. I was <laughs> I was speaking to a fan today, weirdly enough, and we'll we'll chat about that near the end. Oh, that will be interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Um, but for now, um, they share their kiss, and uh, I loved how subtly they showed that these two were only only had eyes for each other by making all the guests disappear in their eyes in the background. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah, and also like it was becoming um, even awkward watching it. How long it was going on for? I was yeah. like, Jesus, this is a big old kiss. Like you wouldn't kiss your missus in front of all your. Well, I suppose they all disappeared, but. This is like a proper snog, like snog after snog after snog after snog. You wouldn't do that at a wedding, just kiss and smile and look around, you know? Come on. Yeah. And then we move on to the after party. Uh, and 
Jacob's family have turned up, which is nice, um, but he hasn't, uh, which upsets uh, Bella very, very much because she lo- she's in love with him too. It's all a bit fucking weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. That's like, I know I keep sort of saying things that I don't like, but that's one of the things that like majorly I didn't like. I hate this whole love triangle thing. And that's because I just find it like completely unbelievable, um, ridiculously stupid. And I just... As much as I'm not a big fan of Bella or, um, or or Edward, Jacob is just the worst character. Like I can imagine, he's just the most whiny, whiny. He just wants to fight everyone. Yeah. He, he constantly just rips his top off and just tries to fight people. I I hate him so much, mate. He's so he's, annoying. He's a whingy little prick, isn't he? He really is. And I'm not saying anything about you know the actor was doing what he was told, and it, you know I'm sure there's millions of people that think he gave a great performance. That's fine. I just do not like the character. I really, really despise Jacob with a passion. Anyway. I've, I've got nothing against Taylor Lautner. He's he uh, took on the mantle in. Do you watch Cuckoo at all? Is really originally with um, Adam Sandberg um, and Greg Davies. No. Oh, actually, no. I, I know of it. As soon as you said Greg Davies, I've, yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah, but never seen it, no. Well, the original series was amazing, and then Adam Sandberg left uh, for his movie career, and Taylor Lautner came over, and I think that's basically one of the last things he's done. He did a few seasons of that, um, and he was actually quite good in that. He was playing an airhead American um, son of um, Adam Sa- uh, sorry Andy Sandberg. I was saying Adam Sandberg, wasn't I? Oh. Andy Sandberg. Um and uh, yeah, I th- thought he was quite good in it. Um, not quite at Andy Sandberg's uh, um, levels, but um, he he was quite good, and he's he's got something. And there was there was a, a while where people were saying, "Oh, he's going to be a next action star." He's in a couple of a- action movies, but it didn't quite go anywhere for him. Bless him. No, I, I did actually look up his um his like back catalogue just to sort of see you know what else he's been in. <laughs> he he looked like he was in some well like B movie type like action films that just never go anywhere. So yeah. I thought, oh, you know, bless him. Shame. Um, but I've got to say, I, I can tell you know he's a good looking guy. Fair play. I just in this film in this whole series, his whole arc, his whole what you know everything his character did and the way you know he, he was told to like you know perform. I just I, he really grated on me a mm. lot. And like I don't I think there will be Twilight fans who probably agree with me as well. I think yeah. he's so annoying. Then we get a bit of uh, family tension because one of Edward's cousins arrives and isn't too happy there are wolves there. Uh, then we got a nice montage of some terrible wedding toasts, which I don't see why we needed that bit. Um, and it seems like everyone got a chance to do a speech. Uh, is that an American thing? I've never seen this before. Yeah, that was odd. You know, you had you had uh, Kendrick getting up, you had Edward, you had... Um, did Bella even get up? I can't remember. You had the mum singing, you had the dad, you had... Oh, mate, everyone had a little had a little go yeah. and um yeah all of them completely unfunny <laughs> yeah and then um edward pulls bella aside and says she's got he's got a uh, gift for her and it's uh, his love rival jacob which makes complete sense <laughs> okay because at the end of the third film they're literally hating each other yeah. because she snogged him on the side of a mountain uh, uh, Edward said they were getting married in front of him and all this stuff kicked off so literally if you watch them back to back like we did unbelievably um, you know you get them hating each other to come to my wedding and dance with my missus on your own for X amount of time and do you know what I mean and almost like just being all close touching noses and stuff what's that all about touching noses basically the writers really want to kn- us to know that Ed is a great guy and he trusts his wife implicitly and he just wants her oh. to be happy. They're just really trying to ram that down our throats, I think. 
Yeah, and they they succeed. Um, but he does come whizzing back, doesn't he? Like as soon as things get, because the conversations it's all real happy between Bella and Jacob until basically they start mentioning how she's up for getting. <laughs> I was going to say pounded, but like she's was, up for basically. I was going to say railed. <laughs> she, she's preparing to get oh. railed and pounded by a vampire on her honeymoon. <laughs> So, and he is shocked by this. And basically, he says to her, Danny, he goes, You're mental. Like, how could you possibly be thinking this? Like, it could kill you. Yeah, I was, hoping, like, your business. Like, I, I, was I was hoping you're going to fuck a vampire after your honeymoon. <laughs> oh, fuck it up. And basically, he, he starts getting annoyed. Danny grabs her arm. And um, and it's not the first time. Like, they've had a few, like, I mean, she punched him one time, didn't she, in one of the earlier films. So yeah. they've had a bit of, like, a bit of fisticuffs. And anyway, Edward, boom, straight back what the fuck's going on, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then typically, the wolves all come out of the woods, they have mm. to hold Jacob back, he's going to kick off, like, again, right, like, you go, and do you know what I mean, like, how many times did he have to get held back? So many times in this whole saga, it's mental. Yeah, and then we go back to the wedding, and my next note is, this is too much, get to the fighting, half an hour on a wedding. And this isn't, <laughs> even, this isn't even the end of it either, it kept keeps going. Uh, so we're literally half no. an, half an hour in now, and we're still in the fucking wedding. Yeah, it's um, it's the one thing that did sort of strike me is that I did think that the um, what we're seeing in this film didn't translate to to a good like solid um movie of, on its own. Do you know what I mean? It was a strange. It's a strange like set of events to make into one film. It's a weird structure. Um, it doesn't feel like a complete film. I know it's a two parter. Uh, and that's why it feels yeah. it, it doesn't feel like a whole film it yeah it i think it's, yeah i'm not going to i was going to say something about what i think about this uh, movie all in all but uh, I'll, I'll speak about that later but yeah it just doesn't feel like a, a complete movie no you're right like when would you see a half an hour wedding and you know are we going to get the honeymoon part which is you know again just as long like it's um yeah it's it's more like a tv series you know you might have like yeah. the wedding episode i don't know it's it's very very strong i'll be right half an hour in we're still at the wedding basically eventually they finally do one they get in like a nice flash car and they say she says goodbye to my mum and dad and they basically razz it off through the woods um we see so many of those shots don't we like a nice car bombing it through like an empty road like it's happening all the time yeah and in case we in case we weren't sure that she's still thinking about Jacob, she looks out the window like lovingly or whatever, gazing or whatever, and we just hear like a wolf howl, and you think, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I feel sick. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I know. and then in Rio, again, more on the no stuff. You see the classic samba music, dancing and kissing, and and then a boat ride to a deserted island villa. What I did see at this point is um, no seeing. Robert Pattinson out of forks and stuff, seeing him looking a bit more suave on the streets of Rio and stuff like that. I did start thinking you can see why he's, he's had quite a decent career afterwards. He, he's, he's, he's quite suave and sophisticated when he needs to be. Um, he's a lot better actor than he is in this film though. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've seen them in two <clears throat> things, like particularly that I think is really, really good. In So one um, is, is Tenet, which you know he, he he was really really he was like you know an interesting english like spy like you know really mysterious and like had all the answers really cool i also saw him in the lighthouse completely mm. different absolutely mental like absolutely great performance so this guy can act and 
it does make me think like he must look back and think one this launched his career made him a ton of money and fair play put him on the map but also he must look at it and think god like that ain't my best stuff do you know what i mean he must think yeah i think the material i think the material's bad but i i I think he's all right like he used to really wind me up when i used to watch it thinking he's like a a bad actor but he's not actually when because i I went in looking at his performance same as uh, Kristen stewart as well uh i back in my snobby days i thought they were both twats and wouldn't have a (laughs) wouldn't have a career but looking at them now they're they're, with the material they've got i think they do all right yes their characters are very annoying and not believable that's not particularly their fault um saying that i think they've both got a lot better absolutely i mean her for example she she's just in that new film spencer about princess diana and everyone's like raving it saying raving about saying it she is like amazing in it so i'm well keen to see it like i bet she's awesome um, like my mate you're right it, my main problem is just both of them in this film uh, you know they're being told they're being directed to be mopey whiny little like just entitled like people and I just oh I'm immortal so oh I can't die and yeah, I'll like, never oh, age like, <laughs> yes exactly like it's just um, again there's something I want to say at the end but I'll save it to the end because it like it like, it, like hammers home you know my feeling of like why it's so mopey and stuff so yeah we're very mopey but anyway we're, we're on to the honeymoon you're right they got a boat it's all very James Bond they go to a private island they got this lush house um, you know money is no object to the Cullens and yeah it's honeymoon time isn't it yeah it's still it's teenage girls fantasy isn't it um, and then obviously moving on she's obviously still a, a virgin and she starts prepping herself to lose her virginity to a vampire with a funky upbeat montage um trying to find a bikini to, before she actually chooses to go skinny dipping instead under the stars um and then yeah. it's it's getting down to business absolutely and like he's obviously having to be like majorly careful even though the bed's just getting smashed to bits because he's a vampire and like obviously you know he could he could kill her if he really went for it and um yeah um basically he it's quite, it's quite funny actually when she wakes up in the morning after like big night of passion and then there's like there's feathers everywhere like one even coming down off the ceiling like at that moment i just was quite funny and then it zooms out doesn't it? Yeah. and you see the whole room smashed the bit <laughs> did you see uh the fact that this film originally because of this scene before they they, they had to cut it uh got an r rating because of the sex scene Wow, an R rating. Yeah, and apparently it was because of uh, Kristen Stewart was uh, thrusting too much, and if you show thrusting in a sex scene, it equals R rating. Apparently. Wow, that's interesting. Hmm. Um, that is like, like just slightly off topic, but I listened to a good podcast the other day, and basically they had a guest on there, and the guest was who worked for the the British Board of, of Censor Classification and stuff, mm. and um, it was just just so interesting to hear like how they classify stuff, and like you know there are very set rules, and like you know like you say about the frosting, you know if there's no frosting you can rate it this, but if there's frosting it's got to be rated that, and I just yeah. find that really interesting how they classify you know films, and so obviously this um they probably like you say they have to cut it just to get it out to you know a teenage audience yeah you, this is why you see all these sex scenes where they're just basically slivering on top of each other and not pounding <laughs> like, like <laughs> he's broken that bed despite the fact he's doing no thrusting uh so you know <laughs> it's uh it's yeah it's a bit weird isn't it the way they they rate these things but fair enough it's it feels like it's about 30 years maybe even 50 years behind like we all know what goes on in the bedroom even people watching this, like even the target audience, kind of know what's happening. Like we don't really need to see it. I felt really sick watching this scene. 
Well, she mentions after that, um, uh, again, a great line here. Uh, last night was the best. No, actually, I think he says this. Sorry, last night was the best night of my existence. Yeah, and he's what? How how old is he? Like a few hundred years old. Yeah, he's he's old. So that is a big old night. And she's eighteen. Uh. <laughs> actually, do we know how? Oh, we, oh, sorry, we do. He says in the first film that he's meant to be seventeen, isn't he? But yeah. he's been around a hundred odd years. So yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, weird. Um, and then we see that she's actually covered in bruises from their their multiple love sessions. Um, so he feels really guilty, and it's another reason for him to mope. Yeah, he, he's not happy that obviously he sees the bruises on her arm, on her shoulder, and he's he's yeah, he's like, oh, you know, like I'll never touch you again. And she's like, oh my god, you'll never touch me again. And then we get this like this this like playoff where she, I, I almost thought like she was trying to tempt him in the bed. She did that bit where she put on like the sexy underwear and like mooched around and he was laughing. And then there's a bit where she got onto the bed. You could see her bum quite a lot. Yeah. And um, again, he leant over and like just put the, the duvet over. So it was almost like she was sort of teasing him. Say, Look, come on, I want another go. And he was like, oh, I don't know. That's exactly what it was. So that whole montage is her try- like getting frustrated, sexually frustrated and trying to tempt him back into bed. Uh, apparently the that whole thing is played out more in the books um, where there's, it goes goes on for a while um and they keep playing chess instead um and yeah she she's basically she's gagging for it but he's worried that he's gonna hurt her so they're they're on he wants to wait until she she gets turned um but uh she doesn't care she likes getting beaten (laughs) thrown about a bit and getting a few bruises she wants more she wants more and then at this point we actually come away from the honeymoon we get to see jacob a little bit and his family Uh, again typically he's moaning about love and this and like oh my god i'm never gonna be happy and even his family are going look you gotta sort it out mate it's getting stupid yeah. like you just you know four films you've been obsessed with this woman she's married to this guy now just get over her and there's also that really subtle chat about imprinting and how important it is to the wolves in in this the fourth film of the saga yeah so they introduce it you know uh you know conveniently now uh the imprinting thing so yeah so that was you know all really good information that'll come up later so you know let's park that <laughs> can i just say we're now 50 minutes in and we're still on honeymoon um <laughs> yeah so we're basically halfway through the movie i mean it's about a two-hour film so half of the film we literally had a wedding honeymoon and that's what i think we we're saying earlier it's a, it's, a, it's very drawn out you wouldn't find many films like this it's a strange structure for sure. mm. And then uh, Bella starts cooking uh, while Edward's off uh, hunting um, and she starts being sick, doesn't she, after having a bit of chicken? She has, yeah. And um, she then she sort of says, that, you know, um, Edward, how how long was the wedding ago? He says 14 days. She's like, oh my God, I'm late, I'm late, you know. So, uh, and then, um, you know, she's late on a period and then she literally holds her stomach and the baby kicks. So within, I don't know, like they shags here a couple of days ago, the baby's like already in a already kicking it's like growing like quick isn't it yeah um they didn't know it was possible either because he's obviously dead <laughs> he's he's basically yeah. dead and immortal how is he producing <laughs> you know and also his body is cold but he's producing viable semen somehow um <laughs> uh, but they're worried now she's in danger <laughs> another reason to mope oh yeah so we get plenty more moping and the moping continues because uh the 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 cleaner uh or the the, the husband and wife of the of the the honeymoon suite um she seems to be able to sort of sense it doesn't she and how she convenient by the way she's an expert in uh, vampires and mythology i know 
Yeah, she's a cleaner and she's yeah, also a witch doctor. She's, like. a, she's brilliant. A, she's a cryptozoologist and a cleaner. <laughs> and also Edward, I know he's 117 years old or whatever, but he's fluent in every language under the sun. So yeah. he knows every culture, every language, and um, yeah, like he's suave as you like. So he basically can translate completely. Like basically, this woman thinks you're a devil. Uh, I think the baby's in you, all this sort of stuff. Oh my god! So this is all bad. So basically, they cut the honeymoon short, don't they? And they, they, they like quickly get back to uh, what's it called again? Tall trees? No, forks. Forks. That's it. Yeah. forks. But I liked to, what, what I did like is the <laughs> they they had that really happy montage of them traveling to Rio, and uh, not happy with the fact they've put some happy scenes out there. They decided to do a mirror version of that, but where they're really sullen and <laughs> separated and and anxious uh they do exactly the same scenes reversed on the way back to forks yeah to see how, see how annoyed they are yeah. and like like to be fair there was a bit where they're, they're in a car it pulled up on the runway to a private jet and he just got out of the car and walked off and i thought whoa like he pissed like <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean they they're like, i don't know that's it's the most annoyed i've seen him in like all the films really i was like whoa like he's pissed off and she rings her dad and um and actually just a little note on the dad i think he's like my favorite character the whole thing yeah he's the most normal person yeah i like the dad i don't know why like i just thought he was i just thought he's like likable and yeah. actually you texted me the other day a, a little gif of carlisle and actually he was quite um he was quite uh like what he carlisle yeah yeah he's i'm a i'm team carlisle i think i told you uh, yeah he he was nice, he I'm, was nice. I'm a carlisle stan um <laughs> i, I want to see him i want to see a film about him early doors you know yeah, Carlisle. Let's see how he got his like his you know medical diploma and mm. you know probably killed loads of people and got over his blood addiction and stuff. Yeah, let's see mm. that. Let's see Carlisle. He's cool. But uh, as you say, but Bella's dad for some reason and I never understood why goes round Jacob's house and uh, and basically tells him the honeymoon has been extended. Um, and mm. immediately Jacob suspects foul play, um, so goes to the Cullens' house, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He basically like the, the, the dinner's on the table, and he just refuses that, which I thought was unrealistic because like these werewolves do like to eat. Mm. And um, yeah, you're right. Straight around to the Collins, and it turns out that um, Bella's not, um, you know, uh, extending the honeymoon. They're not around, around the world. It turns out Bella and um, and Edward are hiding at the Collins, and Jacob goes around to to you know kick off and mope and be pulled back from you know punching and stuff. And Bella looks about nine months pregnant and looks like absolute death. Yeah. I mean, actually, I've got to say, they, they did the whole, like, her getting really thin and um, looking frail, like, quite well. There's some bits where I went, wow, she does look ill. Like, <laughs> I, I was, I was going to mention this good. later. I get a feeling that they spent a lot of their uh, special effects budget on that and the baby and <laughs> didn't use it because i feel like a lot of the effects in this have degraded including the wolves and the transformation scenes and the makeup and all of that it feels like they they cut the budget in certain areas so they could afford to make kristen stewart look like she was dying <laughs> maybe because um, like the, the wolf stuff they they you know they, they do they do everything but show you they like they just blur the camera until it becomes a wolf and then the wolf just looks awful but yeah, yeah they there's no there's nothing been spent on like showing them how they turn into the wolf but you're right like you know the christian short getting thin was um yeah it was quite a yeah i really really liked it and as it progressed you could see she was getting thinner and thinner yeah. and um more gaunt yeah i, th I think it's really good like even later as it comes to a to a 
weird crescendo. Um, but anyway, oh. at this point, um, they start arguing about what it might be inside her and, you know, why it's growing so fast and whether, whether to terminate it, whether it will be dangerous or whatever. Um, and then Edward asks Jake to uh, go and change her mind and have it aborted because it's going to kill her uh, during labour. And um, if she dies, Edward says Jacob c- can kill him. Oh, so stupid, isn't it? Yeah, like you having to ask him to change her mind. Like, come on, like you've got a connection that, like, I'll never understand. Like, give me a rest. Um, yeah, and basically, he, he, he kicks off again, Jacob, and he runs out. And also, this bit just reminded me really quickly of, of the Evil Dead. We see him running really quickly through the forest. And yeah. The camera's bombing it through the forest, and I thought, oh, that's quite, that's quite Evil Dead. Um, it, you know, that sort of reminded me a little bit of that. And anyway, he meets up with the rest of the wolf pack, Sonny Jacob. He goes to have like a little like powwow with the other lot. He goes and snitches. He does, yeah. He goes and basically blabs completely. And um, also at this point, uh, the, the the leader of the wolves and, and Jacob start sort of coming to blows, don't they? And they're, they're yeah. growling at each other. And I could, I noticed I could hear, hear, hear Jacob's voice um, uh, like, uh, really softly uh, under the growl. I don't know if you could hear, but it's like rah 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 rah. But you can hear Jacob go like, "No, I will not like let her go," and all this stuff. I was like, "Whoa, that's weird." <laughs> I hate the fact that the the wolves uh, talk through telepathy. It really annoyed me. It, like the dogs are there yelping <laughs> and also talking through. T- it just all looked a bit shit. And they have this kind of alpha standoff, don't they? Because because by by blood, uh, Jacob should be the alpha, but he's relinquished it, hasn't he? Um, so they have a bit of a standoff, and Jacob defies the leader um, and goes back to the Cullens. After snitching on him, he then bottles it and runs back to the Cullens. So he's he's just a whingy little prick, isn't he? Yeah, and they stay back to the Cullens, and so. Um, also, I, I, I've put a little note here. I think is it his his sister comes with him. He, there's a girl. With oh, him I don't know. I don't know who those two are. Sure. <laughs> I don't know who they are. That, I'm, I'm glad that one me just missing it. Well, we basically got Jacob and a lady who looks like she's part of like you know his sort of tribe or whatever. And um, they sort of defected to the Cullens. They're on like this side of the river. And at this point, Jacob's sort of made his bed. He's basically going to protect. Bella and, yeah. and Edward and the ba- the unborn baby isn't he? and he's going against his, his wolf yeah. pack because just to explain to people that haven't seen it the wolves are really hacked off that that um, the uh, the vampire uh, what's his name um, Edward has impregnated um, Christian Stewart I'm right in saying that aren't I that, they're annoyed about that They've broken some sort of ancient pact that they've got to, you know, to, a truce they've got between the vampires and the and the and the wolves, and and now they've they've broken that by procreating with a human um, and creating a monster, uh, effectively. So everyone's pissed off about this, including the wolves, and therefore we want to go over and kill that baby. Uh, so they're all nice people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then basically um, we start getting into like so. The, the baby's really growing quick, isn't it? And then we've got, you know, Carlisle saying, oh, you know, the, the fetus is getting too strong. It's going to kill her. Uh, let's get all the medical equipment out. And so we're getting to, like, the crunch all the time. Like, baby's coming. Like, what the fuck are we going to do? Yeah, and Edward says that he couldn't love it if it killed her. So, like, he's like, well, if that baby survives and you don't, I don't give a fuck. I'm binning it. It's going to be a dumpster baby. Oh, Oh mate, I put I, my note says that's well cold. Like, yeah. do you think I could tolerate it? It killed you. Like, come on, man, it's your baby. Like, yeah. that is brutal. Tolerate it, um, let alone yeah, love it, or something. Hard. He says, doesn't he? Yeah, I was like, whoa, that's pretty harsh. And like, do you know what I mean? I don't know. That's a bit out of character. Because like, even though he's mopey, he's quite an all right sort of guy. So I thought that was a bit 
our character. Yeah. Um, but at this point, she is looking well thin. You know, you see yeah. a bit where she's like pretty much naked in the mirror and she's looking like really thin. She looks well, well weak. And um, she's saying to Jake, oh, I feel so complete when you're here and stuff. I'm like, what? Come on. Like, stop <laughs> this Jake loving. Like, you married cock-tees. woman. <laughs> you absolute cocktease. Yeah. And, and there's a callback to a scene from the, one of the previous movies where he kept her warm in that tent up in the mountains. Um, and obviously none of the other vampires here can uh, can keep her warm and she's really cold because she's lost all this weight um, and the blood's being sucked out of her. Um, and uh, uh, so Jacob cuddles up to her in front of her new husband. Yeah, it's, it's so smarmy, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, it, I remember in the third one he said that line, he went, he, he said, it'd be better if you had all your clothes off or something to like, make you warm. And I was just like, you cocky little <laughs> yeah. bastard. Do you know what I mean? Like Edward should have just decked him. But um, yeah, so this is where we're at. And um, oh, this next bit, honestly, it made me feel really sick. Like, I mean, I've seen this film twice. I thought it was really horrible. So basically they have the idea. Well, actually, I said, Jacob has the idea in his head that the baby should maybe drink blood. Edward can read his mind and goes, actually, that's a great idea, Jacob. And they're like, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, okay, I just read his mind. Jacob thinks that the baby should drink blood. So let's get in some blood. Let's get Christian Stewart to drink some blood yeah. for the baby. And I was literally, it was making me gag. I think that is such a disgusting... There's something sport. worse about the fact she does it for a straw. Um, and she loves it. Oh. She really enjoys it. So she's obviously getting a bit of that satisfaction as pregnant uh, pregnant women do get of when, when the baby's craving something, you crave it, whether whether you like it or not. Yeah. Oh, I, I think drinking blood is one thing that really like creeps me out. I think it's disgusting. Like, just the thought of it is really, really rough. And um, yeah, like you say, she loves it. And then she ties her dad off with like one of the worst lies ever. So she brings her dad and basically says she's off to a medical centre in Switzerland. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what a rubbish lie that is. Like, who's going to believe that? But anyway, he does. It's, uh, yeah, it's fucking. They're not very good at lying in this. There's another bit in in the next <laughs> no. film. Terrible at lying. Uh, involving him as well, where where you know it's, they just can't, they can't lie to him. They both start looking at each other rather than responding. Uh, it's just stupid. But yeah. Edward Edward now discovers tele, uh, telepathically uh, that um, uh, he hears the baby and uh, he's good and pure. Yeah, which is good. So he starts immediately, um, you know, starting to like his baby, not you know, sort of thinking of it as like some sort of killer um, to Bella or whatever. So yeah, that's uh, you know that's a plus and. Um, Basically, this is where, oh, this is so annoying, this bit. The bit where um, Bella tells Jacob and um, Edward the names she's chosen for um, for the baby. <laughs> and, oh, God, these are bad, aren't they? Awful. Which name did you like more or hate less or whatever? Like, So, uh, we'll, we'll announce the names. So, the first name is if it's a boy, it's going to be called AJ. So, it's going to be, um, oh, no, sorry, EJ, wasn't it? Edward yeah. Jacob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's horrendous. How, how pissed and off would you be? To- how pissed off would you be if you were Edward <laughs> and it, <laughs> named it after your love rival? Mate, it's oh, it's just mental. It's mental. Come on, like person who wrote this, like surely could have like done this better. But anyway, and the girl, the girl one um, is a mix of the two mothers' names. Um, so one mum is called uh, Renee. The other one's called Esme, so she mixes them up to to form Renesme. So I just wondered which one do you like better, AJ, AJ, AJ or Renesme? They're both disgusting. Uh, I, hmm. I, I mean, at least Edward Jacob is is normal names, uh, but mm-hmm. but it's disgusting for the reason that you're naming it after 
kind of your ex mm. and kind of someone that your husband has a massive rivalry. It's a bit of a dick move to do that. And then Renezme yeah. is just a horrible portmanteau and, and, and it's not a name. <laughs> they're both bad. I would slightly go on the side of Renezme as a slightly better name, but mm. they're both bad. <laughs> yeah, awful. Um, but anyway, suddenly Bella buckles and collapses, doesn't she? Um, and it's uh, mm. Caesarean time, which is actually pretty brutal, I thought, for a, for a Twilight film. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing, we, we get a lot of like noise as well. Um, so it's all sort of blurry, and we see some blood, and then we see here we hear cracks and we're scraping and stuff. And yeah, you're right, it was um, pretty brutal because Shah mm. was, um, Shah walked in on this bit and, um, you know, she looked up and I could tell the way she was watching it. She was like, this ain't no normal like delivery. This is like, what the fuck's going on? Like, you know, it's, it's crazy. She was like, fuck that, I'm not having kids. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like I say, that's it. We'll adopt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, baby comes and it's it's normal looking mostly, although it looks about six months old. Mm. But that moment of happiness is um, is is then like twanged by the fact that she sort of like passes out slash like dies, doesn't she? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, and oh, and so this is like one of the, one of the moments where I really hated Jacob because I was like. This is why you're a horrible character, in my opinion. So she's died, well, sort of supposedly, and like the baby's there, and they have to give the baby, to, and Edward says, "Look, take the baby away. Like we're going to try and save Bella's life." And like all Jacob can say is that if she dies, I'll like I'll, I won't kill you. I'll just let you live with the the yeah. the, the like you know the yeah. pain of what you've done. I'm thinking like that really is a horrible thing. Like the, the girl's like dying or dead. Just you wouldn't say that in that moment. Like you're trying to save her life, not take the like not be mad at edward do you know what i mean i just yeah. thought i was stupid and ridiculous and i hate him for that it's horrible another prick move uh, of of many that he, yeah. he makes in the saga um the fact they call yeah. this a saga by the way so pretentious um <laughs> um but then um edward injects venom into her heart expecting it to uh, revive her um but it seems like it doesn't work and it might be a bit too late uh, so then Jacob goes out as as a lovely little whinge and a, and a moan outside. Um, and you see that the wolves are still surrounding the Cullen's house, aren't they? The wolves are literally at the door. Yeah, the wolves are at the door. You know, it's, it's like the same sort of thing, mm. isn't it? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and basically, um, uh, Jacob's going to be sort of standing there to sort of like, you know, protect the vampires, isn't he? Mm. But Ed, 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 Edward starts uh, biting... Uh, uh, Bella's body all over to try and get his venom inside her. Um, mm. And uh, it doesn't seem to be working. Well, uh, they show us some insides, uh, show us some of the, the venom uh, working inside, but there's no outward signs at all. So for everyone else, like there's no jeopardy for the, for the viewer, for the, for the, you know, for us as, as film watchers, we're thinking, oh, it's working, it's fine. Whereas Edward and everybody else mm. thinks she's nothing's happening. And I think it would be more effective if you didn't show us that shitty CGI of her her veins crustating. <laughs> it would be better just to 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 leave that to our imagination and just show her later on being revived. You know. Mm. Yeah. Um. Also, th- this whole bit is like a big old anti-climax because you've got the wolves coming towards you know the the Cullens for for some sort of big battle. Yeah. But then, just in the nick of time, like Jacob imprints on Renesme, doesn't he? So yeah. that means that he's going to be her protector for the rest of her life. Yeah. And so, as they get there, 
um, it's explained that you wolves can't do any damage here because he's imprinted and that's your ultimate law. And so basically you just need to go home and just forget about it. And you're like, oh, what a like, letdown. Like at least you were going to see a big old battle. Yeah. And you know, didn't see it, you know? So I just thought that was just a kick in the teeth as well. Yeah. So the wolves come, it's like, the, first of all, there's like a free against seven vampire versus werewolves. Okay. And then um, more vampires turn up and then two friendly wolves turn up as well. So it's a bit more equal. And just before it kicks off, Jacob comes down and says, stop. Um, and then Edward announces that Jacob imprinted on the baby. Can't be harmed. No fight. So like you said, anticlimax. Um, it's like, yeah. okay, we're building up to this big fight, building, 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 uh, and it's over with a word. And it's just like, at least have a big battle and then do the, like, you know, imagine if it was like the the vampire started losing and and then um, then Jacob goes off and imprints on her and then that's the end of it then. It'd be a lot different, but this is just tension. Yeah. Like they're trying to build tension and it just never goes anywhere. Mm. I I got to think though, like we've sort of mentioned a few times, that um, the people that are loving this film and are watching it and are paying the money to go and see it in the cinema and stuff, like to be honest, they probably don't want to see a fight, no. and you know they want to see like the top off, they want to see the moping around, they want to see the the like the little looks and the kissing and the like the lips quivering and all that sort mm. of stuff, and so so that's probably you know I mean that's why the book and the film were done in this way that they weren't really for us, and so. Yeah, I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, I think we, you know, we we watch these films yeah. and we're trying hard to like see, you know, like trying to get in the head of somebody who loves it. But for people like us, we want to see a fight. Let's, let's you know, yeah. make no bones. We want to see it kick off, and it doesn't. And I thought also that is a bit of like foreshadowing a little bit to what happens in the last film, which is just the most ridiculous thing ever, where a fight does kick off and it turns out a complete dream. You know. Yeah. Um, so there's two two movies in a row, two movies in a row where no fight happens. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, just again, the, the, the target audience probably don't care because they don't want to see fights. They want to see all this other stuff. So yeah. fair enough. They're, you know, they're, they're servicing the fans. Uh, but anyway, we go back to Bella's corpse and it's starting to fill out. The uh, hair starting to yeah. get its colour back and uh, she starts getting that vampire glow instantly and somehow makeup appears on her face as well, which is interesting. I didn't know that vampires suddenly get eyeshadow. Um, and... Her- <laughs> And then her eyes burst Good open. <laughs> her eyes burst open. You see that famous amber-coloured iris, and uh, uh, the end. Mostly, mm-hmm. mostly. I got, the I end. Got, did you see? Mostly, there is there is one more little part. Isn't there? Yeah. Um, and it, it basically, I mean, I didn't add anything. It's just Michael Sheen and his cronies just chatting in some castle. <laughs> I just didn't think it was like chewing some scenery at all. But yeah, just Michael. Che- yeah, Michael just, Sheen. <sighs> Chewing scenery and declaring war on the Cullens is all that scene was. <laughs> I I gotta say, like that when her eyes opened up in red, I, I did like that like that end. I thought it did end on a on a note where I thought, oh, like I I don't know what the word is. I wouldn't say I was interested to watch the last one, but do you know what I mean? Like it did it at least made me go, oh, like I wonder what she's gonna be like as a vampire. Do you know what I mean? It left me with a tiny like a tiny taster of like, oh, that would be, you know. Yeah, I, I agree what's with gonna you. Happen next. So, I, I agree with you. You know, the, the, the end of this it, film is the best part of the film. Yeah, it, it's. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. I was really not that up watching the fifth film, but at least I was a bit like, oh, like you know, now she's a vampire. That's so. I just thought I was affected. Eyes, bang, end. Like, cool. Oh, you know, that was <laughs> that was good. So you're right, Dan. That's that's the end of the movie. That's Twilight Part uh, Breaking Dawn Part One. 
done. So, mate, do so, you give me your final thoughts of uh, what you thought of Twilight yeah. Breaking Dawn Part 1. Love to. Uh, so, basically, um, I did try to watch this in a way that I knew it wouldn't be sort of my cup of tea, but I'll try and watch it, as you know, and, and just and assess it how I sort of see it. Um, I thought, I didn't really find a lot I liked in the film at all, really. I just thought it was, I basically, I just I just really hate the main three characters, and I think that's a massive problem, because if I hate the main three characters, I'm not going to really like the film. Um, my favourite characters are like a couple of supporting characters, and they're hardly in it, so that's a big issue. Um the other thing is that it it seems like it's not a book that was that was good to make it into a film. This this fourth book or whatever, because like to see a film with just a wedding, then a honeymoon, and then her giving birth is it's not a movie really. It's um it's a crap excuse for a film. Do you know what I mean? And it really is just a filler between you know three and and, and five, which you know five feels like a sort of you know a proper movie you know it's got sort of some action in some sort you know some tension and stuff uh four dozen um so yeah i i i didn't really enjoy this film very much i mean i watched it twice um one thing i do like about it i'll give it like a bit of a positive because i really do like the setting of twilight and i think that the settings the locations the rainy uh foresty uh location was was really cool and eerie and it, I, I like that and I also literally love their house. And I think every time that they're in their house, all I can do is not watch the actors, but watch the lovely, like the amazing glass-like walls and the lovely wood and that. So enjoyed all that. But that's a really, really small part of the movie. Overall, didn't enjoy it. Um, thought it was pretty crap. Um, really hate the main characters. And I'd give it a, um, I'd give it a two out of ten. <laughs> okay. Well, for, uh, for me. As I mentioned earlier, um, when when these films first came out, I hated everything about them. I couldn't stand to watch them, um, and I just remember sitting through them, having to sit through them, and making a snarky comment every two minutes about how shit it was. So um, that's all I remember. I didn't remember much about it. Um, I do have a confession to make. I, I didn't hate the first two, maybe three films in this one nearly as much as I did before. Yeah, I found, obviously I found them quite trying at points, but overall I've gotten over a bit of that snobbery and I can see why these films or some of these films work for their target audience. I don't, you know, no longer am I angry at their very existence. I get it. I know why people like it. Not for me, um, but I think they hit their niche pretty, pretty well in the first two, maybe three. Um, and then this film started and I fucking hated it. It's, it's so ah, oh, so hard to watch. It's slow, uneventful. It's badly written. Um, it's riddled with like terrible dialogue. The, the the visual the visual effects, as I said earlier, have somehow worsened since the previous films. And I think that is something to do with budget going on, making Kristen Stewart look look like a skeleton, which did work well. Um, mm. And the direction just seems like it's gone full soap opera, as I said earlier. And it's everything I originally hated about the series. This is an example of what I thought all the others were like. It's like Joey Cherubiani's Days of Our Lives with vampires. It's just a fucking mess. Um, and at least, at least, and I think at least the previous films like managed to effectively instill some jeopardy in, into the film and, and tension and, and play with the love triangle a bit more interestingly. As annoying as those three people are, they played with the love triangle a bit more interesting. In this one, it's just cheesy and, and it makes the others look like Citizen Kane 1, 2 and 3. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jacob and Edward just need to stop flirting and get together, um, have an open marriage or something uh, <laughs> because the, the, the homoerotic tension and brooding like 
of them both of them uh is just getting a bit too much um uh, I have to say, mate, uh, well done. You managed to pick the worst film of the whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I too have given it two out of ten because I think some of the acting actually improved in this one of the acting. Um, and the visual effects, like I said, that, that Bella's visual effects I think is really good. Um, but otherwise, yeah. uh, this, this, and excuse the pun, sucked the light, life out of me. <laughs> Love that. Um, I was going to ask you actually, like uh, you haven't got to rank them all, but just I wondered what what is your like favourite in the loosest sense, and which was your, which was your worst? Because I've definitely got an opinion on that. So, which was your favourite movie out of five? Yeah, this is definitely the, this is definitely the worst. I think um, for me, right. uh, just because literally you don't. <laughs> it's, yeah, for all the above reasons, um, it's a hard one with the yeah. first. I, I, I can't dis- make a distinction between the first three really. But what I would say is, I think one and two um, more effectively set up that jeopardy at the end of it, as I mentioned earlier. And I think like she's so vulnerable in it and has these protectors around her. And I feel like that gives the the film something where this this group of non-family vampires have created a family and they're they're willing to protect a human who they're, they're traditionally hunt and i think they they that gives that, that adds something uh, and that that works quite effectively so I'd, I'd say probably one or two were my favorite mm, um 100% like one um i i think what it was about one is i really like movies about like high school and mm. um obviously one had a lot of that in and uh, one just seemed to like fly by i'm not so saying i loved it but i i didn't find it like a stretch to watch um i found like two just don't even remember any of it i found three really boring um mm. i don't know why but i just I, I i just felt three was so boring for me um this one this one wasn't my worst actually i think i, I fucking hate the last one and i hate it so much and i always will just for the the dick move of there is the battle and you know you are seeing some stuff happen and you think whoa 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 and then after 20 minutes of that, they just go, that was a dream. That didn't happen, actually. Mm. And then the baddies just walk off. And I, that, I think, for me, is unforgivable. And so, for me, the fifth is the worst because of that yeah. dick move. That was awful. I, but, I do um, get yeah, that. I, I do think that is a dick move. That was really, really... I remember I saw it in the cinema, and I didn't have a clue what was going on because I'd only seen one. So, I was sat in the cinema. I was watching number five. I'm watching it. I'm watching it. You know, I, I'm seeing a battle. And I couldn't believe they just, they just pulled the rug and went, that didn't happen. That was just a dream. And um, oh no, it's all fine actually. This is which off. So mm. what the fuck was the point? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad we sort of like you know agreed on that. And uh, we tried our best to like you know be objective. But yeah, they're just not that good, are they? It's just really bad. Yeah, that, that last one. I think the, the what redeems it for me is at least we get to see some like half decent action. I think some of those that fight scene was actually really good. Yeah, it's annoying that they then backtrack that and say actually none of this actually happened. Yeah. Uh, but it would happen. But at least you saw it. Yeah, we at least we saw it and i do think at, at one point in that film when they were all lining up against each other and then start charging each other i was like oh yeah come on let's do this it's almost like a very early shit precursor to the end game scene you know where all the avengers get together and go up against Thanos's <laughs> hordes uh, i was like well this is like a shit version of that um and in no way yeah. as thrilling or as exciting or as uh, and it, it's not paying off as much effort and you know great films before it but there's a little bit of that and i was like that's what holds this that one slightly above n- number number four for me yeah, fair enough well we've done it um i think we've had enough twilight for, for a lifetime so never again day, mate you know, never watching. again 
No, and you know I'll be more careful next time with my my choice. You know, <laughs> yeah. but but you know no one could like no one could uh, uh, like accuse us of like you know always picking the same type of movie because you know we are going to all ends of the spectrum on movie types. You know, and like I mean for us to watch the whole saga of Breaking sorry Breaking Dawn is like me saying a Shah, can you like sit and watch the, the first three Terminators like back to back? You yeah. know, she you know. She, you know, so I think fair play to us, like pat on the back for getting through that because you know that that's not an easy watch if you're not into it. And we did it and we got through it. So yeah, well done. Mm. <laughs> well, mate, uh, that's I think like we said, we're in agreement. Both gone for two out of ten, so that's four out of twenty for uh, for Twilight Breaking Dawn uh, Part One. Um, now. Yeah. Should we? Yeah. We mentioned at the start that uh, we're going to talk a, a bit about weddings. Obviously, half of this film seemed to be about a wedding and the honeymoon. Um, and uh, yeah. we, we had a little chat, and I said it would be nice, considering also your wedding's coming up. Uh, let's talk about our kind of best wedding moments or best wedding films. Um, do you want to start, mate? What, what, what films uh, spring to your mind when it comes to weddings? Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I've got a list of five. Um, one of uh, like without giving anything away, one of my films is about a wedding. One of them has two weddings in, sort of. One of my films only has a wedding and a montage. Um, one of my films uh, is set around a wedding, and another one of my films, the wedding doesn't even happen. So I'll go through them. And <laughs> basically, the one I've picked is uh, the 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 end scene of um, Spider Man Two, the Tobey Maguire one. Oh yeah, yeah. and. Um, basically, I, I just I really like this whole like, last sort of ten minutes. So, um, just to explain to anyone who hasn't seen it, um, we've got MJ, and she's basically going to marry. Um, is it? It's James James Jameson, isn't it? That's the yeah, name. James, it? James jo- Jameson. No, James Jonah J. No, J. Jonah Jameson. Wow, crazy old name. Um, <laughs> so we've got we've got him. He's basically you know the head of the Daily Bugle, and she's going to marry his son, who I think is some sort of astronaut, and. Um, Basically, you know, we're all, we're all thinking, oh no, like she can't marry him. She's got to get with Peter Parker. She's got to get with Peter Parker. And she's in the wedding dress. She goes to the church and um, she's just about to get married. And as the doors open for her to get married, she's not there. And everyone's going, what the hell, what the hell, including, you know, Mr. Jameson. And um, everyone looks around and the, the bride's not there. MG's nowhere to be seen. And the next thing is we see her running through New York with her wedding dress. And she's going to um, to, to go and see Peter Parker. And what I really think is funny about this is when we see Peter Parker, he's literally just sat on his bed looking at the wall. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Like, why? why? He's not even watching TV or doing weights. He's just sitting looking at the wall. The most lonely man in history. Anyway, um, she goes to him. Big old kiss. And I just really like this bit. She's in her wedding dress still. And then he, he hears a siren out the side of his ear. And he's like, babe, I've got to go. And then he, she says, go get him to Tiger. And then he jumps out the window. And then, you know, I just love that ending. It's so, so cool. So not an actual wedding that happened. But when you said about weddings, that's one movie wedding that always springs to mind. Because I really, really enjoyed the end of that film. Yeah. Well, my first one, mate, it's quite different. Um, it's from uh, The Godfather, the opening scenes of the original Godfather. Mm. So, so this is the one that always, yeah. always pops to mind. I think it's the first one that pops to mind when everyone says movie weddings. It's this one. It's the big, old-school, traditional, like, Sicilian wedding. Um, and it, it, it properly sets the tone for 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 what's to come. It, it's, it shows you how powerful and respected the family are. And Don Colleone is obviously getting people, you can't to me on the day of my last wedding uh, <laughs> and all that stuff and it's very good and uh it's yeah it's yeah it's just really good you you get to see people having a good laugh 
crafts and basically Frank Sinatra, uh, <laughs> a fake Frank Sinatra up there. Um, and yeah, it's it looks great. The the wedding traditional wedding dresses, um, dancing music, um, and yeah, like I said, it, it sets the tone and gives us a lot of information in just a few scenes. Um, so it's it's both it works well for the plot and the themes, um, and yeah, it sets up the characters really well. I think it's just an effective. Uh, use of uh, you know those first original scenes in that film i think it's it's just a great way to start the the saga yeah good choice and to be honest as soon as i think of the film godfather that's probably the thing i think of yeah. um the most um because it is it is like well memorable that way and one thing i do love about it i love how like don Corleone, like he can't even hardly like attend his own daughter's wedding because he's just being stuck in the back room being like being begged to by like, everyone like he like like that's what it's like to be a godfather you can't yeah. just go and have a wedding you, everyone's like please like can you give me this can you give me that can you do this for me and he's got to like listen to everyone's mm. uh, you know everyone's sort of like thing so yeah good choice mate and i'm sure that'd be you know high on a lot of wedding lists because that is a that is an absolute banger so spot on with that one um my number two um is uh, a film i really like I, I would put it in one of my absolute top comedies i love this film so much not so much the sequels but the first one and um Basically, the film is all about the build-up to a wedding, and um, the film the film in question is Meet the Parents with um, <laughs> yeah. Ben Stiller and, yeah. and Robert De Niro. Um, I think it, I think it's an absolute genius movie. I fucking love it, and um, I, I just think it's so funny. Like the whole build-up to the wedding is is a crease. I mean, Robert De Niro is just constantly just finding ways to you know um, to pick holes in Ben Stiller's character. You know, and, and he keeps getting so unlucky. Ben Stiller's character, like when they go for the the wedding, the, the suit fitting. Um, he, you know, through a, a series of events, he finds a bloody marijuana pipe in, in, in his pocket. It's not even his, but he thinks it's his, and it just adds another layer of why he hates Ben Stiller. <laughs> and then Ben Stiller's having a fag and he out the window, and he throws the fag outside, and it burns down the altar that's got loads of lacquer on it that the ex-boyfriend has made. He floods the toilet, and and the, the septic tank leaks, and there's shit everywhere in the backyard, and the, the wedding, and they're trampling around in shit and stuff. And I just, I just think the whole film works so well. Very funny, um, very car crash of a wedding, and I just, I really think that is a great, great movie. So yeah, my number two wedding um, film is is Meet the Parents. Yeah, good choice, mate. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't actually, uh, that didn't cross my mind actually, but it feeds into uh, mine. I think was uh, another comedy film, um, and one of my yeah. favourite comedy films uh, from a certain period of time, uh, which is Old School. Have you seen it with the Will Ferrell, Luke Wilson? Yes. So I've seen Old School. Do you know? I'm just trying to remember the wedding in it because um, it's early doors, mate. Born Will. Yeah, it's early doors, and it's Luke Wilson's ex ex girlfriend who's getting married to her new new piece. Uh, so he's there, depressed. Mm-hmm. I think he's sitting at the kids' table as well, um, and he gets very drunk. But the reason it sticks out of my mind is for one particular reason, um, and it's the Dan Band up on stage, um, and the fact that <laughs> the singer is uh, slipping in swear words into uh, wedding song classics like um, the Total Eclipse of the Heart. He's like. I fuck I fucking need you more tonight. And I fucking need you more. And it gets me every time. It's yeah. it's it's stupid, and yeah. and it shouldn't be that funny. I don't know why I find it so funny. The fact that we're at this formal wedding, and it's the <laughs> people's perfect day, and there's this singer swearing uh, needlessly down the mic. I just find it really funny, and yeah. and um, it's going to be played at my uh, next wedding. So <laughs> amazing. Um, 
as you were doing that impression, and like I was like, I'm remembering that now. Yeah. You know, it's all very posh. It's all very like suited and booted. It's all very like very classical sort of songs. You're right. He's just slipping in like the F word everywhere he can. Like so good. Yeah, um, I, I really that is a great it. show, mate. Yeah, yeah that is a really really good show. Good one. And also, I, I remember like Vince Vaughn being like one of the best men, and I remember he's making a few comments about like standing on the sidelines yeah. to get married and stuff. So, yeah, I, that's sort of coming back to me. Yeah, good film and, and a good choice. And do you know what? That's a film I wouldn't mind watching again too because I, I do like that film a lot. Actually, old school. It's good. good. Um, so good one. Um, my my third one then. Um, again, this one is really fleeting, and but this wedding appears uh, in in the middle of a montage. But it's a montage I really like in the movie. Um, so the wedding, my third one is uh, the wedding in Scarface, um, which, uh, like I say, it's not, you don't see loads of it, but this montage is just, it's just banging from start to finish. It's like three minutes of just like, so we've got this really cool soundtrack on there that, that push it to the limit, which is a cool 80s like sort of track. And we're seeing, we're seeing money being counted like really quickly. And then we're seeing Tony Montana and his goons like going to the bank, the bank manager's loving it. And then, we're seeing like deals being done. We're seeing him buy a salon for his sister. We're seeing his empire grow. Then we're seeing like a wedding. He gets married to Michelle Pfeiffer. Then we see, then we see, um, we see the bank manager start getting a bit worried because they're bringing in like sacks and sacks of money. And then we see a bit more of the wedding, and we get we get like he's bought his wife like a uh, like a tiger for the wedding, and everyone goes down to their moat around their massive mansion to look at it. And like what I like about this wedding is it just it's so just extravagant. Like they're in white suits, and it's so eighties, and he's smoking a cigar, and he's got a tiger, and he's got a moat around his mansion. And I just love the excess of that whole. Uh, montage and movie and wedding so yeah my third one that's fleeting is um is, is scarface yeah mate that was all that was on my short list uh didn't quite make it um but uh yeah yeah it's probably because it's a fleeting one um but yeah good yeah, choice good choice good. Uh, nice. my, my next so what's your what's your third mate yeah my my next one is um from probably what i i consider one of the saddest films of all time uh up from 2010 uh those first oh. <laughs> those first 10 minutes um and it's 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 tough i still i mean I, like i can't watch this film too often i think i've seen it twice and that first 10 minutes kills me like i don't cry at films uh, at all like ever and this this nearly gets me um and basically yeah you see these childhood sweethearts grow up uh you know becoming you know a great couple fall in love um get married and then she dies um and it's just a really sweet bittersweet in fact um opening uh it's like a traditional wedding and they're, they they're so happy and then you know where it goes and it's it's you know really heartfelt and it's it's just a a really tough watch but it's yeah when it, when it comes to that side of you know love love death marriages and all that stuff um it's yeah it's just it, it sticks in my mind Oh, big time! That is one of the saddest things like I've ever seen. That is, is I saw it in the cinema, and like, I was like, again, I don't really quiet films, and like, I was like, whoa, that is sad. It hit me, and um, it, yeah. And interestingly enough, that the song that that is used that bit, that little tune, which is really catchy, it's called "Married Life." Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a lovely little tune, and like that, yeah, is well sad, and especially like how after like his wife's died, like he's he still thinks about you know all the traveling they could have done and stuff, and mm. yeah, it is brutal so right. good choice and i'm sure again if you ask a lot of people mate that'd be high on people's list because that yeah. is pixar literally nailed that whole like that whole first 10 minutes that was amazing so really good choice 
Um, my number four uh, is, 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 is quite like a silly one, really, but um, it's a film I do quite like. So um, it, it's from a Robin Hood, a Prince of Thieves. <laughs> and we actually get sort of like nearly two weddings in this. So the first one is like real hilarious. You've got, you've got um, the Sheriff of Nottingham played by Alan Rickburn, and he's basically trying to marry Maid Marian as quick as possible because the castle's getting stormed. And I mean, it, it, really, when I talk about it, it's quite brutal because he's he's trying to marry her and then basically rape her as quick as possible to because uh, the, the witch is telling him to do that because you need to impregnate her as quickly as possible. And, you know, it's quite brutal. But the way Alan Rickman does it is like quite funny. It's so over the top. The doors banging, the, the vicar's like reading out the wedding like rites as he's like laying on, the, laying on the floor. And as the doors bang and he's like, I can't concentrate, you know, like as he's trying to undo his trousers and stuff. And it's just it's so messed up and funny. And luckily, Robin Hood comes in and breaks up the party and stuff. So we nearly get a wedding there. But then at the end of the movie, we actually do get a wedding. It's, it's a woodland wedding, a bit like uh, tonight's movie, but it's a lot more scaled down. It's a real sort of like Sherwood Forest wedding. And just as Maid Marian and, and, and Robin Hood are going to get married, um, someone literally interrupts the party and everyone's like, who is it? And it's some big old knight. And you think, oh my God, what's going to go on here? It turns out it's Richard the Lionheart back from his crusades. It's played by Gully Sean Connery in the quickest cameo in history. Yeah. Um, but again, like it's a happy moment. Friar Tuck's doing the, uh, doing the, the honours at the wedding. And then he basically, as they're snogging, as they get married, he tells them to hurry up because we've got some big old drinking to do. And so it's, I don't know, it's just a happy moment a good movie and one that I watched a lot as a kid and it always sticks to my mind. So it's the first one I thought of when you said about weddings, I thought Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, I, I remember that one quite, yeah, I remember that one quite vividly as well. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Although I read I randomly, I was looking, I'm looking up Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves the other day and I, I found a review, which was like a review from the Guardian and they re-reviewed it like, like all these years later and they're so scathing of it. They're like, it's absolute tosh. And yeah. I was thinking, nah, like, I, I can see why I mean Kevin Costner's not great in it but I really like that film and I just think I'll defend it you know when was the last Hill. time you, you saw but, um, it when was the last time you saw it about six months ago like oh, I regularly really? watch it like oh, honestly it's mental I know so uh, and I mean the wedding was well attended you had Morgan Freeman um, Christian Slater like you know what I mean there's some mm. big old actors in the, uh, in the thing and also strange is that my number three Scarface um, the sister of Tony Montana uh, is the same girl who played Maid Marion in oh, yeah. uh, my number four Robin Hood Prince of Thieves oh, so wow. strange so There's your that's connection. my four mate what's your number four my number yeah my number four is a bit of a cheat really because it's not really a wedding um, one it doesn't go ahead and two it's more of a dress rehearsal, um, but I couldn't not have it because it's the uh, the massacre at Two Pines from Kill Bill Volume Two. Um, so, ah, good one. Yeah, so the bride, the eponymous bride, um, it gets shot in the head on her not really wedding day, but dress rehearsal. She's 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 dressed as a bride, so we'll count it. Um, and yeah, it's all, the the brutality of it, the gore, the deadly Viper assassin squad the music, the black and whiteness of it, um, and uh, discovering that she's pregnant, um, all of that, it, it all builds up. And it, it, it's something we hear, but we don't know why she's on this mission at certain points in the first one. And you learn of this, and it adds context to why she's angry and why she's going after Bill. Um, and it's, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's it's tense uh, when she, you know, she goes outside for a, for a fag or something, doesn't she? And then, uh, and then uh, sees Bill. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's very tarantino um, and um, you see why she's called the bride, and yeah, I just think it's a great setup. Absolutely, mate. That is a great choice. And like, 
I remember that they 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 sort of like they they show scenes of that wedding all the way through the two films, don't they? Like you start yeah. getting more of a picture of like what happened at that wedding, and you're right, it is brutal. Like like the first thing we really see is her laying on the floor, pregnant, getting shot in the head. Like that is that is cold, you know. Yeah. So that image is like burned in my head. So great choice, mate. The, the wedding at Two Pines. That is a yeah, that is cool. Um, and also random I remember uh, I think Samuel Jackson is the bloody piano player in the, in the corner <laughs> yeah you're right yeah <laughs> random like they got him in some way you know so, so that's cool so great choice for four um, my number five then um, is, 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 is a whole movie about a wedding and I absolutely love this movie and I think you like it too because you watched it and I'm pretty sure you said George you should watch this film and my mate Jamie Wills he watched this film and he texted me you know months ago and said you've got to watch this film so I only watched this film about six months ago but I really like it and it's Palm Springs oh right I thought you were going something else uh, yeah Palm Springs good choice oh, like, yeah. Yeah, oh, I think this film is, is, is so good like, I just I love the, the whole time loop element um, I like a film with a time loop and you know this does it so well and I just think it's such a lovely movie. It's hilariously funny. Um, you know, a wedding over and over and over and over. And what I really like is that at things like weddings and like formal events, like I've always got this thing where I, I think to myself just quietly in my head, I think, wouldn't it be crazy if someone just got up and just started like doing a, ra- a random speech? Or wouldn't it be <laughs> mental if someone just started dancing on the table? Or wouldn't it be mental if someone just pushed the cake over? Just like, just, just randomly, just to see the reaction. Ruins and in this the film, day. they explore, yeah. You know, I always got that in me. Like, not that I would do it, but I'm always thinking, what would happen? What would happen? And in this film, it like explores that a bit. Like, the band's got the freedom to just go, fuck it, I'll do whatever I want. And I, I love that about it. And I just, I, I really, really, really like Palm Springs. I think it's just a great, great film. And if anyone hasn't seen it, check it out on Amazon Prime. I think it's mm. such a fun film and uh, a real classic from, from you know, a modern classic, is in one that's only come out in the last few months. But I, I love this. So for me, my number five, Palm Springs. I thought you were going to go for when you're talking about a film that we've seen recently and I recommended to you go and watch. Um, I thought you were going to uh, mention uh, Ready or Not. Do you remember the uh, the weird uh, comedy <laughs> horror film where her family uh, her family that she's married into uh, end up being oh, absolute psychopaths? Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> Was a, that was a brilliant film about the whole playing hide and seek thing. That yeah. was good. And she's obviously she's in a wedding dress like from start to finish, but obviously she tears it down and becomes more uh, kind of commander as she goes on. Uh, that that would be a good choice. Uh, that was uh, it crossed my mind, but didn't quite make my list. Do you know it, it didn't cross my mind? But thinking about it, I, I love that film. It's yeah. a very good movie, and yeah, that would be a great choice. So um, yeah, good one, Dan. So again, that was a. That was a nearly. What's your number five then, mate? What's your fifth wedding type, you know, favourite? Well, number five is uh, a film that I've already mentioned on today's podcast, um, and one of my favourite films of all time. Uh, it's a forced uh, wedding, an arranged forced wedding, um, and uh, it's okay. it's from Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, so obviously you haven't oh, okay. se- you haven't seen this, so you might not know what I'm talking about. But uh, basically, there's this uh, evil kind of immortal character called Lo Pan um, in uh, yeah. San Francisco, and our hero Jack Burton, played by Kurt Russell, um, is trying to save uh, this. Uh, acquaintance, shall we say, or a woman um, with a girl with the green eyes, um, who uh, <laughs> Lopan is basically sees this woman as a treasure. This is a rare Asian um, tradition of loving uh, uh, women, uh, Asian women with green eyes, and she's seen as this kind of jewel. And she gets kidnapped, and um, they try to force. 
uh, her to marry this Lopan character who's basically like something stupid, like 200 years old, but then he can change form and, and look younger, et cetera, et cetera, because he's got magical powers. Um, it's all very weird. Um, and uh, the wedding is going ahead, this massive wedding with weird and wonderful characters. And then Jack Burton and his friends, uh, Egg and Shang, turn up to spoil the wedding and end it with this ridiculous fight scene, including guns and super kicks and magical powers electricity it's it's so fucking good and like you you're a big fan of like some john carpenter films you like your halloween don't you and you like your thing um and absolutely that's why it fucking surprises me that you've never seen this film mate it's it's so good um and uh basically yeah they interrupt the wedding and a massive battle ensues so it's it's like a um army not an army but it's like a, a load of bad guys versus a load of good guys um and a sword duel and there's like a raiden style character you know with that with that hat and the electricity um and it's just stupid mate and there's some comedic moments in it um Jack Burton, the, our hero, is basically on drugs at the time, so he's high and feeling powerful, even though he's not. And he's basically a shit hero. He doesn't do anything in this film to save anybody, really. Um, and that's why it's it's quite funny. He's acting like the the star and the hero, but he doesn't actually do anything, which makes it funny. It's just so much fun, and it ends up with Lopan dead, swelling up and exploding. Um, it's just fucking ridiculous, and it's the best wedding movie uh, sorry it's the best wedding scene in any movie i've ever seen well to be honest mate that makes every other one we mentioned seem tame and you know yeah. by the numbers because that is just as mental as wedding scene as you can get and i'll tell you what like i need to watch this movie because we, it's come up a few times on our podcast big trouble in china and like i'm always like oh I'll watch it I watch, but no i will make a certain effort to watch this because i want to see the fat shit wedding i want to see cut russell I want to see, you know, another John Carpenter film. So, yeah, I need to get that off because it sounds hilarious. Can I request that you don't watch it without me? I think we should have a day in the studio watching it together Mm. and then do an immediate reaction afterwards. Absolutely. I like the idea. Let's do it. As I know, it's one of your favourite movies. So, yeah, let's watch it together. And then, um, yeah, we can do it, you know, an instant, like, you know, what did I think? I mean, it's one of those movies I know I love. You know what I mean? There's loads of films out there that when I get around to it, I, I think, I'll like that. It's well up my street. And to be honest, if you like it, it's likely I'm going to, you know, I'm going to like it. I mean, it, it sounds like a lot to like about it. It's just that weather alone. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Bad shit, but amazing. <laughs> the, the problem is, it's like one of those films that, because I watched it when I was younger, I, I, you know, I adore it. And, you know, yeah, it's not perfect and it's flawed. And I have introduced it to other people and they say, what the fuck do you love about this? But I've got a feeling you'd like it. I've got a feeling you'd like yeah, it. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah. I think I would absolutely. Well, maybe you connected to it this week. Is that possible? <laughs> it is. It is possible. No, it's not possible. Is it possible? No, it's not. That'd uh, be mental. Yeah. That'd be crazy. I would love to do it one day. Um, so yeah, mate. So that, that leaves us with one more thing to do, and that's for us to announce uh, what film I have chosen uh, that connects to this week's film. Uh, where would you have gone? So um, I know 100% where I would have gone straight away, but I know you haven't gone there, but I'll let the, like, the listeners know. So I would have gone straight to um, Tenet, um, just because. <laughs> I did actually watch it for a second time the other day, but that's because I sort of knew you weren't going to pick it. Um, I was keen to watch Tenet again, like on the small screen, to like try and understand it better. Um, and, and for me, and I know we've done a Nolan film, but I thought that it would hark back to like, you know, 35 episodes ago whatever we're at like you know 
it would be it'd be interesting to see like you know another Nolan film and how we you know compare mm-hmm. it to Inception and things. So that's where I would have gone, but. I know you ain't, unless you absolutely surprised me. So um, that's where we would have gone. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it, it, again, it crossed my mind, uh, but I'm not ready to repeat a Nolan film yet. Um, and I, I'm not, I don't think I'm ready to watch Tenet again. Um, I said to you the, the other day, like you were watching it, and I was, ten, I, was I, I went to go and play it, and I was like, I'm not ready. I, I need a bit of time. Um, so, yeah, I haven't, haven't gone back and watched that yet. It's just one of those. It's the same with um, Interstellar. It took me ages to go and rewatch that again. Um, it's it's just it feels like I just need to be in the right frame Heavy. of mind. Yeah, I, f- I need to be in the right yeah. frame of mind to go and watch it. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed Tenet. Um, I just yeah, I'm just not there yet. Uh, give it a few months, and I think I will be. Um, do you want to have a guess at where I have gone? Or <laughs> have got no um, yeah, so I will. I will have a little guess. So. I will guess that you have gone with. Um, I reckon you've gone with um, Christian Stewart as the as the as the connection, and I reckon the film you've gone with is. Um, um, oh, I know. Maybe you've gone with the the latest Charlie's Angels movie. <laughs> uh, you got the connection right. You didn't get the film right. Um, so it is Kristen Hooray! Stewart, yeah, um, and it's uh, cool. yeah, it's uh, a, a film that um, I can't remember whether I liked the film, um, but I, I know I really liked the book. I was, I was obsessed with the book that this uh, this film is based on uh, for quite a while, um, okay. and it's based on a true story, um, and it's a film called uh-huh. Into the Wild. Have you heard of it? Yes, I have. So um, basically, like the amount of times we and Shard nearly watched this film is mental. Like we're always like, should we put it into the world or should we put it into the world? Or, we? But we never, never get around to it. Um, I don't know too much about it apart from it's about someone going around the world or traveling. Is that correct? Yeah, well, it's a, a true story uh, about this guy called Christopher McC- Candless, I think McCandless, something like that. Um, and basically, just one day, he's he's a really intelligent guy. Um, he's at university, he's got a scholarship or something, and he gives away all of his savings and just basically decides he wants to hitchhike uh, around Alaska, really in the wilderness. Um, and yeah. basically, the, the film and the book follow him. Again, like I said, true story. Uh, just follows all the people that he met along his travels. Um, uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but then it, it, you know, a particular thing occurs at the end, which makes this film just like fascinating, and and it's it's got so many people interested in him and his story, and he's become a bit of a like a a folk hero and a bit of a, a lesson to people. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's it's a fascinating film, it's a heartbreaking film, um, uh, story, shall I say? Like I said, I can't really remember the film. Uh, it stars Emil Hirsch, like I said, Kristen Stewart's in it, Zach Galifianakis. Um, William Hurt, um, Vince Vaughn's in it as well. There's there's a load of uh, big names, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to rewatching. Wow. Cause, yeah, I saw it w- once or twice uh, back in the day. Like I said, I read the book while I was travelling, so it gave me a bit of inspiration in some ways, but taught me a few lessons in others. Oh. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to uh-huh. uh, to seeing what I think about it now and what you think about it as well. Absolutely, and just like thinking back, do you reckon this is the first true story that we've like covered? I'm just oh, actually, Hustlers was real, sort of. 
Um, yeah, Hustlers was inspired by a true story, wasn't it? I yeah, it, I don't think it wasn't. This is more of a faithful true story. This is actually based on a true story where that was inspired by, uh, you know, a bunch of yeah. girls, wasn't it? I think it might be the first one, apart from Austin Powers, the Spy Shaggy. That oh, yeah, one. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, an elf. But um, <laughs> no, like, like I say, I, I think this is, this is a great change in direction. And to be honest, I'm excited to watch this. And I'm just happy that I watch any more Twilight for a very long time. Like, you know, um, I, I mean, I, I don't know if there's any reason that I'm ever going to watch any of them again because, you no. know, not not just because I didn't like them that much, but just because I've watched them enough for a lifetime. I think I've watched them more than some fans. Yeah. Like, so have you, you know? Yeah, I'm never um, watching it again. So, no, we are we are done with that. It's a good choice. Looking forward to it, and it's a film I've wanted to tick off for quite a while. So, like, there's a million reasons why I'm buzzing to watch it. So, perfect. And um, in case everyone didn't know, like, next like time we do it, like, I'll be back in the studio. You know, the audio, my side will be better. I'm only doing it at home at the moment, just to isolate before my wedding. So, as soon as, as soon as that's done, me and Dan will be back in the studio. Normal, like, you know, service resumed. You know, bosh, there we go. That's it. Um, if you if you're wondering, Into the Wild can be found on Netflix. Nice and easy one, um, and uh, it's uh, it's got a bit of length to it. So be prepared. I think it's two and a half hours. Um, but uh, yeah, give, give it a watch. If you've never seen it before, um, give it a watch. If uh, and if you're a reader, definitely check out the book because it's absolutely fascinating. Mm, interesting. And also, two and a half hours doesn't sound like anything because we watched ten hours of Twilight. Um, or <laughs> or 20 yeah. if you've gone for it twice so do you know what I mean like so yeah two and a half mate is is, is nothing like say everyone can you know watch that enjoy it and uh, yeah we'll, we'll talk about it next time so yeah it's been great Dan I'm glad to get back to it and um, yeah it was good to be you know podcasting again with you all about movies love yeah, it mate. good to be back and it's worth saying that uh, the next time we do an episode you will be a married man mate so congratulations uh, I look forward to yeah. the day oh cheers mate and uh, I'm sure yeah. all our listeners uh, will send on their congratulations too Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, you know, you'll be there right at the front with me. So, um, yeah, no, it's going to be good, mate. And I'm looking forward to a good old piss up with all my mates. You know, we can all get pissed up and have a good old laugh. And, um, yeah, next time I'll have a ring on my finger and I'll be in, you know, the, the marriage club. So, yeah, that'd be cool, mate. And uh, I don't know, weird turn of events that this movie we watched as well, Marriage Heavy. And, like, you know, I don't know, it's quite cool to do a wedding episode just before mm. I get married. So that uh, worked out nice. So, yeah, great episode, mate. I enjoyed this. And, um, yeah, looking forward to the next week, mate. Yeah, me too, mate. Cheers, buddy. No worries. Have a good one, mate. See you later. See you. Bye. Bye.